0: Oh,
1: uh, we're starting the show right at 4:20. So go ahead. Go All ahead. right, 4:20. Here go, we go. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> In this episode of the Full Nerd, x 3D CPUs burning up, PC handheld wars heat up, and the state of pre-built PCs.
1: Cool. Did you do that on one take? Yeah, pretty good. I can't waste time.
0: Dang,
2: one take like Ray Charles. There you go.
0: Welcome to episode 254 of the Full Nerd. I'm your host Gordon Mongwith. Elena Yee.
3: Look, I brought the mug back, everybody.
1: Wait, what's in the mug? It's
3: a uh, retraced mug. This is this is the uh, Discord uh, emoji mug.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah, you should come over to the Discord, Gordon. You know, I need to reload it on my phone because I switched phones recently. So, And then uh, I made the mistake. Sorry. <laughs> I installing Windows 11 last night. And I'm getting already um, off track. Yeah, I'm mistake there. And we also have special guest Braythorn of SI Weekly, which you can find on his channel. Named Braythorn.
2: That's right. How's it going? Let's good. go, nerds. I actually have the I'm a friend of the show mug. It's just out of reach, so I can't talk about mugs as well, but you'll just have to trust me on that. Ah, yeah, I nice, do have
1: nice shirt, it. Nice shirt. Nice you, shirt. You, you brought uh, you. a shirt to a
2: knife fight, uh, to an internet I, knife fight. <laughs> look, <laughs> it, like it's it. something, okay? It is something. It, it's, it's better than nothing. There I, might be a little bit of little bit of outrage once we start. There say, might hey, guys, be, pre- I, pre-built can be good. Oh, what? Yeah, no, that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna oh, trigger no. some people.
0: And Adam Patrick Murray controlling the vertical and horizontal.
1: Uh, hello, wow, we're here. We we got we got cool guests. Uh, Elaine is here. It's it's uh it's gonna be a fun show. Uh, the the boss Brad is off on vacation, so we could do whatever the hell we want. Oh, right? you're right. Yeah. Hey, we can talk about all the rumors. There's, uh, oh yeah, we should have brought rumors. Oh man, dang, I missed up her, too, All right? the rumors. All the rumors. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, but we, we, we got a lot of topics to get to. So I, I think we go straight into it. No more beating around the bush. Gordon, if you bought a uh, 7950X3D, uh, would you just throw it in the trash right now?
0: Uh, no. Uh, of course, you know, the usual hand-wringing that the internet is doing um, is, is occurring yet again. It's like, I don't know if it goes on a lunar cycle, but it it, uh, it pretty much seems like it, because I think that is the moon... Weaning or waxing? I think it's... I don't know what that... Why don't I they, have no idea. Who comes up with this stuff? Basically, it, it feels like every month we get something that people get, you know, concerned about. I wouldn't say it's actually reached an outrage, but um, it looks like it It may be... What happened this time? It's as normal. We report it, and everybody reports it, and everybody talks about it. So in this time, basically, uh, this probably was kicked off by a Reddit post by Speed Rookie... Uh, who said, you know, you can actually find this 7800X3D just killed itself and my MOBO. And he posted a picture of his uh, fairly new 7800X3D with a, a nice little blister on it from overheating, apparently. Is that the one you sent me? Yeah, that's okay. the one I sent you. And I'll, then also you it. can see there's damage to the motherboard pads. Um, and, of course, uh, in his case, I believe I believe it's a he. It could be a she. We're not really sure, but... Basically, had been running a 7600X, upgraded it to the 7800X 3D, been running 24-7 since uh, purchasing it in the middle of April. No CPU overclocking, uh, just memory via Expo one profile, uh, F5, uh, 6000Js, which I'm guessing are the G-Skill, um, and it is on the QVL. No issues with or performance to date, and basically... Um, returned home after leaving my system in a typical idle state with nothing strenuous running. I don't dismiss the fact that a background test could have been running, uh, to the system, unable to post and a Q code of zero, zero and, uh, discovered, of course, is she no good. No, it's bad. It's bad. Now, <laughs> uh, a did actually speak with, with him or her and basically said, Hey, you know, we'll replace the board and deal with this. But, um, basically Steve at gamers, Nexus, he has, um, uh, is, what do they call that when, on eBay when somebody snipes you at the last minute oh uh oh e, basically Steve at gamers Nexus sniped Asus and basically bought the board and CPU to do uh, some analysis on what exactly went
1: wrong with this heading to Steve and it's going into the uh the the special uh testing area so it's it's going to take some time we we probably won't know the yeah the we full won't know story till, yet but you we, know.
0: we won't know until you know Steve gets it and, and is able to to look at it and see what's going on so hopefully we'll see that from Steve Williams Nexus but of course uh, one incident uh, people are connecting because I believe there was another 7950 uh, x3 that somebody I saw a video it was in Russian that somebody had that one sort of melt damage to the board uh, there have been a few other reports looks like not a lot but of course it is being amplified by you know everybody because like hey these CPUs uh, are burning up Uh, and they're damaging the boards. What the hell is going on? A lot of people are sort of guessing. Uh, Again, the person was not overclocking it. I did actually reach out to AMD as well as ASUS for official uh, statements to see what they're saying. I I do have one that was given to me by uh, AMD this morning. Uh, Thank you for responding, AMD. Uh, Quote, we are aware of a limited number of reports online claiming that excess voltage, while overclocking may have damaged the motherboard socket and pin pads, we are actively investigating the situation and are working with our ODM partners to ensure voltages applied to Ryzen 7000X3D CPUs via motherboard. Bio settings are within product specifications. Anyone whose CPU may have been impacted by this issue should contact AMD customer support. Uh, end of message. So basically, it's a. I would say that's a pretty typical uh, statement from a company that's like we really don't know what exactly is going on we we want to find out so we're looking at it but we're aware of it we're taking it seriously so please do not freak out again uh internet i would say uh, uh based on that uh the one from asus though a uh, little that was released this morning i believe or is coming out i don't know if it actually has been released or, or or is out yet but a little more information here let me take a deep breath so i can read this one there's definitely more information from uh from asus ryzen 7000 x 3d processors do not allow for cpu ratio or cpu core voltage tuning cpu overclocking but do allow for performance tuning and dram overclocking via pbo2 and expo memory to support expo and or memory overclocking at ddr5 6000 and beyond soc voltage has to be sufficiently increased to ensure compatibility and stability the amount of voltage required varies between CPU samples, some processors are more sensitive to overvoltage than others, and some are capable at running higher memory frequencies without needing as much voltage. As confirmed with AMD, any intentional manipulation of these settings can damage the processor, socket, and motherboard. To mitigate this, we have been working with AMD to define new rules for EXPO memory and SOC voltage. To help protect, that was end of uh, end of sentence. To help protect the CPU and motherboard, comma we are issuing new EFI updates to limit the maximum available SOC voltage to 1.3 volts. We recommend updating your motherboard UEFI BIOS to the latest release. Please also ensure the CPU is cooled adequately our recommend, recommendation is to use at least a 240 millimeter all-in-one liquid cooler or high-performance air cooler if you have been affected please do not hesitate to contact asus support for your region so and i also want to point out speed Rookie had the original incident that was reported um when uh, he or she talked to asus said you know asus says you know technically expo is overclocking but we're in under the warranty and the person said, like, oh, I'm surprised I didn't know that. That is that is actually true. It's been a contention for quite a while. Um, some people don't think it's really overclocking because Intel and AMD, as far as we know, there have been no documented cases of people being denied uh, a warranty from doing an XMP or Expo profile overclocking. Steve, wait, 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 but
1: the, this isn't from from RAM. What do you mean? It, it's... It, are you saying that this could be, like, a RAM issue?
0: Well, so so what you're doing is you, you get your motherboard, <clears throat> you put in your RAM, DDR5 in this case, right? Um, if you're running Jetix speeds, by the way, if you have an ASUS board and you're worried about um, worried about it and you want this new UFI, I, I understand, as I understand it, the new UFI should be issued within 48 hours, uh, hopefully, if everything goes right, because, you know, sometimes there might be some end of, you know, like, show-stopping bug but they expect to have it within 48 hours uh, and obviously if you really are concerned you're gonna melt something basically run Jetix speeds you know just just crank everything to default until the U- new UFI is out and that's the safest way to to protect yourself um, but yes yeah, so you put the you put the memory in a motherboard you have your CPU you have your stock settings right you have Jetix settings you have what the motherboard memory motherboard company says you have what AMD says stock When you want to run Expo, you are overclocking. Remember, you are overclocking the memory. But remember, to get that memory to run at 6,000 or 7,000 or 8,000, you sometimes may actually have to increase voltage to the memory. The memory controller has been in the CPU for a long time. It's no longer in the chipset. So basically, that memory controller has to now supply more voltage to the memory. You are now running a little higher voltage and it looks like 1.3 volts is going to be that
1: line you do not ever want to cross. So it sounds like a voltage thing with the memory controller is what you're saying.
0: Yeah. So you, cause you have to, cause if you have a module that wants 1.35 volts, hmm. right. Or I don't know what it is, but some hmm. of these high, high clock modules need a lot of, um, need a lot of voltage to hit it. Uh, and people also need to understand it is a, it's always been a lottery. Uh, we, we hear this, um, you know everybody commonly believes that every single you know Raptor Lake or Alder Lake CPU will run DDR5 7000 and clearly that's not true uh, you know you could ask Wendell about it and he, he has many many viewers that like cannot hit it they, they just have the luck of the draw where you don't have a CPU that can do it um, so you can't do that just simply with the Expo or XMP uh, profile what you could do is of course you know if you if you put in your expo module and or your xmp module and it's not the system won't post you could possibly i don't know i guess you could go in go to stock and then basically start cranking up voltage right so you basically it may need more voltage to get there so and again it is totally the lottery because it depends on the modules you're using it depends on the cpu because not every single cpu is the same and that's that's pretty clear at this point i hope everybody understands so uh, this does look like, basically, flipping on Expo is probably what contributed to this. Again, we don't hmm. have the final word on it, but this looks to me like um, ASUS saying 1.3 volts, is. it looks like it. Um, so, but I mean, people need to also step back and realize there's probably, as I understand it, less than five reports, if that, across the internet. Of course, that doesn't count if somebody's already it or doesn't realize there's already been damage or... Whatever, but it does look like it's fairly limited. It's probably not doing the freak out um, outrage it is. Um, but, you know, as we know, the PC community likes to worry about everything. Right. So that's that's it's, it's something definitely worth thinking about. So but
1: well, and there was testing from DeBauer and or uh, different testing from DeBauer. And then also um, I'm sorry, who was the other gentleman that did uh, Igor's lab? Yeah, that uh, did some testing as well.
0: I think he was looking at sort of like where the, the pinouts and the pads are and what this is. But, I mean, looking at the statement from uh, ASUS, it looks like, so Like again, here, to help protect CPU and motherboard, we're issuing new EFI updates to limit the maximum available SOC voltage to 1.3 volts. So it sounds like basically 1.3 volts is going to be the limit. I don't know what the limit was previously, but you can guess it was more um
1: could this been a a reason what remember the 5800 x3d uh yeah was capped do you do you think this was a a, a bad decision by amd to be like hey you know what this time you can you can go go for it
0: well i mean they said pbo2 overclocking is available in expo i i it's i mean you still you still could run you know xmp profiles on on 5800 x3d right if i recall right you could you could run i believe so yeah. yeah
1: so i mean well, but it wasn't Expo at the time.
0: It wasn't Expo because it wasn't, re- that was released with with uh, a Zen 4. But um, you're looking at DD4, DDR4. You know, also DDR4 may have been different than DDR5, but it was also far more mature than where we are with DDR5. And some of these DDR5 modules are, they're really pushing it hard because um, it was pointed out to me, it's like, it's crazy to think that we, where do we start? We started at DDR5 4800 with yeah. Alder Lake launch. And we're up to like eight thousand shipping. Yeah, not everybody's gonna hit eight thousand, right? But still it's crazy to think like I mean, it's been less than a year for Alder Lake, maybe a year for Alder Lake. I don't remember exactly.
3: Year and a half, I want to say. Year and a yeah.
0: half, but man, it's crazy to think yeah. like year and a half when we've gone from forty eight hundred to eight thousand on modules, right? And the density has just gone nuts. Yeah.
3: And so. the prices have been going down too, which is
0: no, not good, really right?
3: related to this conversation, but also very, very quick.
0: But related Worth to Literally, but, I mean, yeah, density, prices, everything's gone down. But, but you know, it looks like, um, and, you know, I know MSI has issued a, a, an update uh, for its boards. I'm, it's not really clear to me whether that addresses this uh, limit on voltage, but you can guess that everybody's probably going to probably limit the voltage as well. Um, so, it's, you know, again, you know, I, I think it's worth talking about. Um, I don't want to feed into the you know freak out machine because we know how once you get the motor going and, and the train going down the track it gets it takes a long time to stop it i it does feel like there's been a lot of news around it see does i mean i've i've been reading it it looks like it's been pretty responsible people
3: aren't freaked out over it
0: yeah
1: i mean hey, you get they,
3: they were quick about responding to it i think that's the fastest i've seen in a long time having a bios update pushed in
2: response to news like that
0: yeah i mean, I mean that it
2: is nice to see yeah
0: i do wonder if that's kind of the new way you have to do sort of like um uh you have to react quick quickly as you can to sort of like rein in the runaway runaway train outrage train but i, I do i do think like sometimes you can't because you still have to get the parts in to figure out what the hell is going on right so that may take a week take a month right we just don't know so
3: yeah but i mean i think this is an easy thing Relatively speaking, for them to do to just say, "Hold up, like let's just put a cap on this real quick, so that way nothing else happens in the meantime, and then we'll figure it out." And that's actually the question I had because I've been a little busy. Uh, I haven't really caught up fully on that news. And I, I think, if I remember right, it was the A six twenty. It was a six twenty board related. I don't remember the exactly
2: for X six seventy. Oh yeah, X six seventy. ASUS A six X six seventy.
3: Oh, okay. E. I was wondering Extreme, if it was related because I was wondering if it was related to a specific chipset or like, you know, class of motherboard where maybe, you know, it's just not equipped to, to handle that much voltage. And but people were trying it anyway. I might I might be mixing up the things I was reading. Yeah, no, there, oh, I think there
0: was a, there was a report of a cheap board that blew up um as well. Same kind of similar and but again, you know, less than a handful. Um, let's see. Oh, actually, let me go to. This is the Mega. Wait, come on, come on, Reddit! Don't give me notifications. Or is that Windows 11? I
1: don't know. Who's <laughs> giving the notifications? <laughs> Either way, you don't want them. Uh, a question I have while you're bringing this up: Who, who here runs JetX speeds or uh, applies uh, XMP or Expo to their systems? I I always apply XMPR well, I Expo.
3: Do. I mean, I feel like that's a yes, regardless of the answer, because well, I raised the question. It
0: really does, and that
1: that Although, is, I, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, uh, yeah. So just say doesn't? say which one you, you do. Yeah, like because I, I mean, like I, when I had that twelve nine hundred K editing system, I, I could not. Expo was just not uh, stable for me, so I always ran JetXpeed on that one. Oh really? But,
0: oh huh. yeah.
1: Like it, it would, it would. I was getting lots of crashes, and and I I figured out it was it was the RAM. So I, I would just run a JEDEC and it, it was fine. My 13th could have been the memory controller. gen is fine.
2: They can they can be hit or miss on the memory controllers. So I'm I, I I upgraded
1: that. in place, same RAM to a 13th gen, and it I, I'm I'm able to run XMP now. So, no. yeah, yeah.
2: I, not 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 enabling that is like, oh, look at this table. I'm going to leave a bunch of performance on it. It just doesn't <laughs> feel right to me to to not get what I paid for. Right. And of course, if it's I don't, it just it sounds odd to me to think that just enabling Expo would have caused this though, um, because here's here's the thing that it it comes down to like motherboard behavior and 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 like order of operations and and the fact that I mean motherboards don't have these like I don't know hardware uh sort of safety measures in, in place that will just keep you from destroying or keep the if it has ones and zeros in it saying to put power to a certain thing it will do that it will provide that power and if those ones and zeros are are, are if there's a decimal in the wrong place it, it can fry something very easily so it could be you know a bios issue and a gsa issue something like that that could be causing it the, the thing is if there's a minor issue with the CPU and it won't start up when the motherboard's like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to start computing. Now I'm handing it over to you, go ahead and start up. And it doesn't, it, the motherboard's is just going to keep pushing power into it. And to me, that's what that damage looks like because that's, that's substrate. That's, that's like bubbling up on the substrate. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you do wonder how much power it got.
0: Um, and, you know, again, you know, the original report, asus and amd can't analyze because you know they got they (laughs) it got intercepted it's going downfield intercepted gamers nexus has a runner for that so they can't actually (laughs) analyze that to see what exactly happened but i'm i suspect they have a pretty good beat on it if they're going to actually limit at least for now the the expo memory um, voltage to 1.3 volts so you know i i guess the big question is like you know why was why was this being exceeded in some ways? But it does it always is that squishy. And, you know, that's this thing where XMP and Expo is overclocking. AMD and Intel have said this forever. It has been their policy. They can well always have said, tough luck, you are overclocking. Because you are, there is a, the IMC is in the CPU. You are pushing more voltage through it than we have designed it for. You blew it up. You knew the risk. But they they've always kind of eaten the cost. I guess I, I still feel like why we're probably seeing this now is because X3D is a little more sensitive, and it has been, right, to voltage, so it might have just been enough to to damage it. But, um, hmm. but I mean, it's just... The, it's a thing that people need to understand. You know, it is like... But, you know, I, I like, as a... You know, this is a classic thing. Like, there are... Doesn't Ian review at Jetix speeds? I forget. Mm, Ian sometimes I, I review... Ge- some reviewers will actually review CPUs at JETIC, and some, like me, will... Because I know everybody... Flips on XMP or they flip on Expo, right? Because everybody simply assumes the risk is so minimal because the motherboard lets me set this. So the risk must be minimal. Well, it looks like the risk is although fairly small, but there is some risk with the current setup. I'm going to guess when it gets dialed back, it's going to go back to the same, you know, point one percent, point, you know, maybe one percent risk. But right now, it feels like it's maybe, you know, it's gotten a little bit higher because clearly some of these parts could could be damaged. And you also don't know what memory they're using because um, if you have a board, so you have your CPU, which is lottery, you have your motherboard, and then you have RAM, some high clock memory, (laughs) and they really want a ton of voltage, that could contribute to it. So, but yeah, you do, I think that's, it really comes down to some of it is if this is what's going to happen and it does look like it. We shouldn't take Expo and XMP as this like oh I can do this forever kind of thing and there's zero risk. Where but the mean, risk is still fairly minimal. I've, I've been bitten by it so. Well yeah I mean <laughs> I you know honestly I have um, I have a board, I fired up to do some USB four testing. It wouldn't come up with one of the modules I have. There are some DDR five six thousand modules and it just wouldn't. And I've, I've used them on I've used them in seventy nine fifty X review those modules, but it wouldn't come up with this X six seventy E board with. Um, with the 7,700 X, uh, not, of an, not of an X, the 7,700 part. And it, it wouldn't come up. And I was like, huh? So I put in some slower, you know, higher density, you know, 4,800 and came, it booted right up. It, it still feels like DDR5 is still pretty rough, even though it's it's been a year and a half. And we have seen amazing scaling and density and price advantages, but it's still, there's still some rough things. And the other interesting thing about this is, um, so if you have a, memory kit that you bought that needs more voltage than 1.3 volts and you get the new ufi it's not going to (laughs) run right it's just not going to come up you'll have to go in and manually increase the voltage to what what it'll take so if you're just going to try to set the expo itself it's probably not going to run
3: so Uh,
2: a couple notes here they uh the um what is it the name of the poster was uh speed rookie uh posted an update and they did list the RAM. Uh, the RAM was actually G Skill Trident Z5 Neo RGB yep. series, uh, thirty-two gigs kit, and it is on the QVL. Yeah. And the other thing is, it's, they say no CPU overclocking, but I don't see a mention of PBO on here. So they could have very well been running PBO too. Yeah. It's hard to say. Um, hmm. But uh, I mean,
0: that's why I think it's sort of it all. It all kind of points to you know the memory voltage that is that at the root cause again we we don't know
1: yeah. but you know but they we do have that statement from asus that well, has
0: more details and
1: and uh, uh wasm guy says uh, I i just find it funny that every situation like this uh, uh at how the narrative takes off with with little to no info correct yeah so
0: <laughs> yeah it does i mean yeah. at least but we do have a little more and it looks like if they're going to basically fence it off at
1: 1.3 volts you yeah. know uh also uh Skeet Sayer gave us a uh, $2, $2 2 Canadian dollars and 20 cents. Uh thank you so much. It says uh this is a classic motherboard tun- tuning the voltage to 11.
0: Yeah, I think the problem though I mean I I get that. I get that, but you know, and I think the problem is we've all we've just been lulled into a state because XMP profiles and EXPO's just been taken as like you never have problems. Everybody's like just switch it on, right? And the problem is, like, it doesn't post. Well, then you try a different profile or you don't run it or you get a different ramp. But I think we all have come to assume it's very safe. So it looks like it's not very safe with X3D parts right now. So
3: I also think the other thing that, and I don't, from the temperature read of the conversation and just the little I've read, I feel like this is not an issue yet. But I think the most important thing is are people being left out in the cold? if this happens. And I don't think that's happening, right? Like I think this should fall under warranty. So even if it is becoming a slightly more risky proposition than it was before, the important part is, are you being backed by these companies? And I think so far the answer seems to be yes. And Hopefully this just remains more of an intellectual like, huh, oh, that's weird. Why is this happening? And obviously hopefully not affecting people who need like things to be happening yesterday because of production work or whatever. But with an extra V part, I don't think that's really uh, you know, a yeah. concern.
0: Yeah. No, and they're they clearly are everybody is offering support. So and even though they, you know, they say you're you technically voided the warranty, we're still going to honor anyway. That's that's To me it's it's fine so
3: that would that would be a thing if they were like technically you violated the warranty (laughs) so we're not going to cover it i think that would be when the pitchforks come out yeah
0: yeah, but they're not you know in fact you know because i remember i don't
3: think they're going to i'm just saying if they were
1: (laughs) (laughs) also uh cc in the chat uh points out uh ryzen master clearly says no more warranty if you continue to so if you you you, you do expo yeah no, no, if you if you if you go into Ryzen Master and
0: yeah, I mean uh, they have warnings. Yeah. It's and you know <laughs> getting, warnings. It's one of those things. I've always taken that. That's that's the lawyers make them do that because yeah yeah the risk is very low. Um, but you know, okay, look, if they eat hundred, somebody somebody's just screwing around, pumps so much voltage in there, breaks everything. Okay, if you're doing that a hundred times a year for AMD or Intel, okay, you know, you know, don't tell, we won't ask. And it's not a problem. We'll replace it. <laughs> but, if, you know, that that verbiage is in there if it's like, if we go from 100 to 50,000, yeah. there's now 50,000 people blowing up their CPUs because they're screwing around and overclocking. And it. it's like, okay, now you have abused this or we can, mm-hmm. it's no longer tenable, right? Because that's, and that's, that's their out. Because if you didn't have that warning message in there, be like, well, you, this setting's in here. You let me blow it up. So now they have that warning and. And that's only there to protect them if cases get, I think, out of control because there's no indicators that AMD, Intel, or you know, or any of the board companies are, are going to kind of throw you overboard over it. Um, and I do want to point out, um, you know, you know, Steve at Gamers Nexus, uh, his his field, and I'm I'm not getting paid a dollar every time I mention Steve at Gamers Nexus. Not, but. I think it's like Candyman. If you say it five times, I say show it five up. times. He'll show up a copy We're going <laughs> to hopefully see Steve a Computex. But he did a video. Uh-huh. Uh, was it about three years ago. It was because a lot of people got you know got a, it somehow like became news that you know technically avoided your warranty, and he basically you tr- got went into uh, Intel support and was talked to them about. A you know quote unquote bad cpu and they never asked about the xmp support and he was trying to get them to ask and like so then he finally said well i ran xmp you know like he was just he offered the information to see if they would even care and the person's like whatever i don't care <laughs> I'm Like, i'm getting paid minimum wage probably outsourced who knows where and yeah i don't care I work for Amazon Support. I'll take it back. You keep it for free. I don't care. You know that's how it is. But that's corporate
3: policy, though. Working because we all have experiences with customer service where they will not stray from that script. You're like, dude, this is covered in your help pages. They're like, I'm sorry, we have to go through these steps. You're like, I'm going to throw something out this window, and it's probably going to be myself.
0: (laughs) But I mean, it was clear to me that Intel did not care. Technically, yes, it's it voids your warranty. They don't care, AMD doesn't care. Yeah, so I I think there's no reason to freak out over that.
2: Messages, messages like that, I think are a situation where it costs them nothing to put the message there, but it could cost them a lot if they don't. Yeah, so they do.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. good point. One of these days, I want to get a lawyer on for one of these companies or technology because it's I I makes like I sounds I hate lawyers, but what do they say about you want to when. You want a lawyer, a good lawyer when you have a problem, right? You don't like them when you don't need them, but man, when you got a problem, you I'm want saying a that really good time. lawyer. So. <laughs> Lawyers are awesome. The ones um, that are good.
1: All right. I uh, I, th- I think we should move on, but um, yeah. And Anything else you want to cover on this one? Uh, obviously, no. there's more more details to come. We'll see. Yeah, more details. Uh, so. We'll
0: see if this, you know, yeah. like 12 volt high power. I mean, my God, that was horrible. And it turned out to be, obviously, you know, so everybody take a breath. Probably not a big thing. If there's any headlines being pushed to you to try to freak you out, you uh, you want to you know take it with a grain of salt because we will, this is obviously slowly developing and it looks like it's not widespread, but no reason to get on your outrage pony yet. So,
1: all right. Well, uh, I'm going to get on my outrage pony because I am excited about handheld handheld PCs, Gordon. And you know what? Uh, I I I seem to remember somebody uh, always saying that they, they didn't really care. I remember when the Steam Deck came out, and I was like, oh, we should talk about it in the show. And you're like, I don't care. I don't want to talk about it. This is stupid. Who would buy one of these things? But then, Gordon, <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. I, I, I woke up this morning, and there was a Slack message, and it said, oh, hey, we should talk about this new uh, AMD Z1 yeah. processor. And I was like, really? You want to talk about it? You're you're the guy who says, I don't care. I don't I don't even want a handheld. What, what's up, Gordon? Why the Why the change of heart? I I don't... I still don't care. I don't, you know... Wait, then why are we
0: talking about it? (laughs) I don't care. Look, because look, there's two things for my... Are we so... I'm not so myopic, like, on this show, we only talk about things I care about. Because I think that...
1: You you are the the host. No,
0: I'm the host, but I think (laughs) that's simply wrong because I think, again, for my needs, I have zero interest in using a handheld gaming. I mean, maybe if I... Maybe if I use one for a week or something to see if I it would grow on me, maybe. But I just Here's think a video right there. Yeah, I think what's interesting to me is this whole category because honestly, it wasn't interesting when it started though. Well, it was. You were like, who would use this? Well, because well, so we got to see. We have to see if they can do it. And the fact that that Valve has has made the Steam Deck such a success that it is, they have built this market out. And I will say, you know, they, they weren't the originators because there were many, many gaming handhelds before. They've been done oh, yeah. over the decades. There have been people try to over and over and over again. And, you know, a commodity PC-based hardware has almost always failed. The Steam Deck changed everything. And I think, it, to me, it's a very important thing. And, yes, I do feel it's, is it a game console? Is it a PC? I don't know, but I kind of feel like it is adjacent to the, the PC gaming experience and I very much want gaming handhelds to succeed. I want to see, I want to see competition in this category. I want it to see it happen. I want to see prices come down. I want to see because you know I'm being selfish here, because frankly, if gaming handhelds built on commodity PC gaming hardware succeeds, could be Intel, could be Nvidia, could be AMD down the road. That helps us. It benefits us because if there's revenue streams coming into these companies that benefit them and they can then put more money into making stupid high-end motherboards or something ridiculous for us desktop users that benefits us in the pc so that's that's my reason i'm, I'm glad you care about it now. and i yes. but i'm actually excited <laughs> and again i mean the steam deck is pretty you know hey for the price it's pretty cool but like uh, i mean i could buy one but i would rather buy a phone because oh, i'd I rather could, have I, a phone no, i don't I
1: could buy one but <laughs> i
0: i'm just saying i just don't you know, for my my personal needs, no. But as a category, that's important to PC gamers and and something that I think hopefully I'm I'm rooting for. I I uh, I think it's good. Well, it seems that's like my...
1: AMD is definitely rooting for it because they announced a, a whole line of processors for these this handheld gaming category, right, Gordon? Yeah, the Ryzen Z1 and Z1 Extreme. Yeah, so uh, obviously, if you don't know, there was it was a custom chip for. Uh, for the Steam Deck, uh, I I have a couple other handhelds, and yeah, they, they come in AMD and Intel flavors. But from what I've seen from uh, the most of the companies do like Kickstarters, uh, and the Intel ones are usually not <laughs> the ones that that are the hot sellers. Uh, usually, it's the AMD versions. One of the other handhelds I have is the sixty eight hundred U, which is a good chip uh, in, in its own right, uh, you know. And but I I don't feel like until what else was kind of. Uh, Taking the wraps off this morning was the ASUS ROG Ally, uh, and and I feel like this is the first true competitor for a couple reasons. Price, uh, yeah, well, well, we'll get to the price in a minute because I, I I think, I think the the pricing is not com- going to be competitive, but I think that's going to be okay. Um, so I yeah, I think it, it's a couple things. It's it's different when a company like ASUS or Pegasus. I always got to remember it's ASUS, it's Pegasus. <laughs> when when aces comes in uh with with a product then it's like oh okay hmm you know you you should perk up there, there's plenty of other companies that have been doing these other uh handheld pcs but it's it, it's not quite the same as an aces coming in uh and then the 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 next one is like the 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 jump from the processor that's in the steam deck to something like a 6800u which is kind of like one of the current other flagship ones that are in these other devices It's not astronomical. Yes, it's better, and you can get a better experience, but it's, you know, it's a iteration, right? But the the Z1 Extreme, (laughs) specifically, uh, wow, that looks like a huge jump in performance. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Zen 4 base, Ryzen Z1 Extreme, 8 core, 16 threads, 12 RDNA, 3 compute units, 24 megs of cache, Ryzen (laughs) Z1. Six cores, twelve threads, four
2: RDNA compute units, twenty-two megabytes of cache. Yeah, four but- to twelve is such a huge jump. Yeah, I mean, here's what I'd like to know: Where was this product separation in the product stack when they launched the seven thousand series Radeon cards? Where was that? <laughs> They're like right next to each other, <laughs> but for the mo- for this, they get it. They get it. They're like, no, make some separation there. I, so that it's nice to see that. Well, but honestly,
1: I think I think it's it's a product category thing too because. Here's the difference why I think the ROG Ally is way different than the Steam Deck, is that the Steam Deck is mostly a handheld PC. Yes, you can dock it, and there are plenty of people who do dock it, but you're not getting extra power. Uh, the, I, I don't know the configuration on the Ally and the pricing and all that stuff that they're, they're, they're going to have, but this is this is this seems to me like, oh, hey, you know what? You want something that's mostly handheld, than a Z1 you want something that can can double as a docked experience you want a z1 extreme because a z1 extreme on battery life is probably going to be like maybe an hour at full tilt <laughs> yeah uh so you know or, or the device is just going to be heavy as hell so so that's the other thing of the rog ally which i'm surprised a lot of people aren't excited for or talking about but having that ability to plug into the eGPU uh, the the xp you know xg mobile uh that they have yes it's expensive but with all that talk of like a, a switch a switch Pro where like oh hey you know uh, the, or the switch two you, you know you're gonna plug it in the dock and then it's gonna have another processor in there and it's it's gonna be even more powerful that's what this is this is like oh hey you know what I'm gonna plug in I'm gonna plug in my eGPU and I'm gonna put it out to the TV and if you've got a, a mobile a mobile 4080 I, I don't remember the XG mobile uh, op- offerings they have but if if you have a more mobile 4080 and a Z1 Extreme that thing's gonna rip on a TV like that, yeah. See, in, a, in a way see, the Steam Deck I, I, can't.
2: I'm gonna disagree with you here on one thing. If I was going to spend the what fifteen hundred two thousand two thousand dollars for a mobile GPU I, for an eGPU, I would go for the Z1. You're losing two cores, but you you know you don't need all those. You, yeah. you don't need twelve uh, compute units for for graphics if you're going to be using the that's eGPU mostly. Uh, well, so you no, save but, the money there. But
1: that's why that's why it's a hybrid thing. You know what I mean? Because I I feel like if you if, if you're I mean if you just plug into a TV yeah that's stupid. But you know if it's like hybrid okay you know what I can I can have it in handheld mode and uh, I mean I'm I I don't, I don't think anybody's gonna or who knows well, so I personally wait, wouldn't I run question, the though. Z1 Extreme.
3: I have a question though, Adam. Didn't you yeah. just say though that like it didn't make as much sense to use some like use that as a handheld? So if you're gonna be docked. Why would you specifically get this form factor?
1: Well, I mean, it's kind of like the Switch. Like, I love the Switch because, I, you know, it's like when, I, when I'm sitting on the, the couch. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you know what? I want to put it on the TV. Boom, put it on the TV. Like, it, no, it's I get truly that a hybrid part. approach, yeah.
3: I get that part. But for the part that's portable, you were saying that it's going to get not so great battery life. And isn't that the point of a portable? Like, nobody wants the Sega Game Gear experience again. Like, what's the point, especially if you're spending? Oh
1: yeah. Well, no, how no. How much I'm, on it? Well, well, that's the thing. Like, I never, I never run the full TDP of any of my handhelds. Like, so in in portable mode, that Z1 Extreme, I would probably cap it at 15 watts. Like, like I'm I'm not going to be sitting there like running the full 30 watts on the Z1 Extreme in handheld mode. Like, I just so it's like you know, like running in handheld mode, you run for battery, but then you also can yes. unleash it on a TV.
3: I just feel it, like that's a very like that's a very specific segment of the market which you know i think it's great pc like we should have options for everybody but wow that's just like a super narrow slice right there no
1: because i mean most people that i know that are running on steam decks they don't max out their their wattage either like because yeah like if you're maxing out your wattage and you're playing like resident evil or something like yeah you're you're only going to play like an hour and a half (laughs) but you know like you you try to it's that whole min maxing game right of being like okay so how, how much performance do i want but how much battery life like, like most of the people I see aren't like, oh, no, crank that thing to 11, and I don't care what battery life is like.
0: So, I got a couple questions, though. Yeah. So, I, uh, by the way, if you want to see uh hands-on, we did have somebody on staff. Michael Kreider's been on the show before. Yeah. Uh, you can read his hands-on on PCWorld.com. Please go there and see it. It's got pictures. But okay, he, I think I'd link to it in the description. Okay. The, he does point out that it uses the uh, same check. connector that's used on the Flow laptops
1: it's for the X- xg mobile yeah
0: yeah so basically the so they had the external uh that little tiny uh uh 3080s and they had 4080s uh it is essentially an 8 lane connector which is much better than trying to limit it to thunderbolt is actually even the 8 lanes is kind of somewhat limiting but um but it's way better than thunderbolt thunderbolt 3 thunderbolt 4 usb 4 kind of uh uh performance so 8 lanes on this I, yeah, it's, it's pretty, but I, this thing is running Windows.
1: I
2: didn't, I was trying to understand I mean, this. Oh, almost is all of them are running Windows,
0: except for,
1: except for the Steam Deck, almost yeah. all of the other ones are running Windows. Yeah.
2: Steam OS is, is one of the things that, that, I mean, controllers just work way better with it. I mean, you have to do so. there's like some emulation things that might have to happen there, depending on what you use it for, but the controllers work much better. You know, controllers on Windows can be a little, a little iffy sometimes. Uh, so, but SteamOS, it worked. It, it did exactly what they wanted it to. So, looking at the fact that it has Windows, as you, as you as you brought up, I don't see that someone putting this on a TV. I see them, you know, docking it and using it with a computer monitor, laptop. Yeah, you know, not laptop, but uh, a keyboard, mouse, that kind of thing. I mean, yeah. it has full fat Windows yeah, on yeah. it. Yeah, they can do that. Yeah.
1: I, yeah, My, I'm sorry, my use case is putting it on a TV. So, <laughs>
0: right. Well, but you, I guess I'm wondering, does it? I mean, uh, is it going to work? I guess because I mean it seems like steam os
1: the proton os is done pretty well right so well so they you can there are efforts to have a uh, installable steam os okay uh so the, yeah you, you could you could theoretically just load steam os on here uh if if the dr- you know if they update the drivers and stuff it's not an official thing yet but it sounds like maybe valve might want to do that that'd be cool uh but so yeah i have two other handhelds that run windows 11 and I I have it boot into um, full screen okay. or, or what's big, the big 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 picture, picture mode. So like it, it literally and now it literally looks like a Steam Deck. Like they they updated the interface. It literally is just a Steam Deck at that point. So uh, I mean, so, but yeah.
0: Valve is not. I, I haven't. I don't run the handhelds, but I'm wondering. And I haven't run big picture mode in years because <laughs> <laughs> whatever. It's better Everybody now. Nobody want a five dollar <laughs> Steam whatever the hell that Steam machine. <laughs> Um, so I still got like them? five of them. They were too cheap. <laughs> um, but I, I'm wondering. So it sounds like Valve is being pretty cool because that, that is really that unique, um, unique aspect of Valve, where this OS and deck competes directly with their own um, handheld. But it feels like they're not going to try to like make big picture less effective. on well, Windows. What, right? what, what, they, they want everybody basically playing on. Well, you know why? Because what, what's the goal of the Steam Deck? Sell games on Steam. Sell games right? on Steam. I, but so. I, well, but I mean, would you, I mean, you yeah. know what? Would you see, would Apple do that? Would Apple do that? No, oh, they would. Oh, hell no. They would find a oh, way to no. like, oh, by the way, and then punch you right in the nose so hard. Like, oh, why'd you do that? Because you're competing with me. Your product's too close to ours. You're out. They punch you in the nose and then kick you in the ass out the door. Yeah. But you said you were, no, because that's how they do it valve is going to be open i'm i'm kind of do you think this puts pressure on them cuz it feels like this thing is going to kick
1: the hell out of the steam deck well but so so here's the thing here's the thing is that it's it, i think looking at the specs i'm like oh my god wow like depending on the processor it's got a 120 hertz screen it's a free sync screen oh wow like like they they are shooting for high end specs that no other competitor has like yeah, there are there are competitors that have like 1080p screens. There are competitors that have OLED screens. That are you know like uh, there are definitely like other other ways to get a uh, a little bit better experience in the Steam Deck. But this one's literally like oh you want it you want a high refresh rate? All right, we got it. You want an OLED? Yeah, we got it. Oh, you want a FreeSync? Oh yeah, we got it. Like so I think the price is not gonna be gonna be competitive. But I think that's okay because that's the difference between getting like a Dell XPS or a you know uh. An MSI Triton, you know, whatever gaming
2: laptop, right?
1: right. It's just two different yeah. markets in my mind. You know,
2: you know what spec was surprising for me because you know at CES they were showing off their uh, ASUS was showing off their Wi Fi seven routers. The the ROG Phone seven Ultimate Ultra whatever has Wi Fi seven Wi Fi six E on this thing that isn't even released yet. Isn't that weird? It's 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 not like you can plug Ethernet into the thing unless you dock it or something. So. You would think that they would try to fit it into their whole Wi-Fi seven thing that they're doing, because they were pushing it at CES. They had the whole display there. Yeah, wow. You know,
0: I'm just looking at this because if you're getting a an RTX 4090 laptop GPU with it, um, (laughs) you can. This is a real. So
1: they have a a real gaming experience, right? Yeah. What what options do they have in the XG Mobile? Well, it's
0: not. You. It's not an XG Mobile. I don't think. Wait. What? So XG Mobile is the Thunderbolt stock, right?
1: No, XG Mobile is the Oh is that what they call it too. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's God, the same I thing.
0: they they call them both XG Mobile, I guess, right? But it's a so I mean you know they've had originally came out with the thirty eighty and then they have forty forty ninety laptop version. So,
1: but so they I mean, only have two options?
0: Well I I'd have to look up I the thought, other one. I thought there was a 3rd eighty yeah, I'm sure they well. there may be well there I don't know about thirty ninety, but there I thought there if I remember right there was a thirty eighty 3080, uh, mobile laptop. God, whatever it is, XG dock, but, uh, I don't, I think there might have been, uh, one been down, but it's, it's, it's pretty expensive. The connector is kind of honking big, but it's, a, it is nice because it carries power over it. And it is small. It is actually small enough that you could, I don't know if everybody's seen it, but it basically is the size of a book, small book. So you could actually bring it with you on the road if you wanted to, which seems kind of silly, but Oh, but they, they also, oh, wow, this, they had a
1: Radeon version. I didn't realize that. I, had, no, they, I didn't know they, that. Yeah, they had a, a 6850 M XT. Yeah. So the nice thing is
0: that those will work even on the ones we saw, and that's what's awesome is ASUS is actually supporting that same interface. So yeah. if you have one that you bought, you know, three years ago, it still works, which is great because honestly, if you have a thirty-eighty mobile, it's you know fine. It's going to outperform anything in, internal to this. So, and it's nice to be able to reuse it.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I, I see this as more of a laptop. If you're, if you're like a laptop gamer, well, like the, I, I think it's a competitor for that.
0: I, I, you know, I, don't, I don't actually. I see this as, as a, as, as a true handheld, and it'll you can go upscale for higher graphics quality, or you can go like lower, right, and pricing. Also, up to sixteen gigs of LPDDR five. What's in the Steam Deck? Oh uh, well, it's a yeah. I feel like it's 12. Huh. They don't say how much memory for. Oh, it, uh, it's in the CPU. So, and that's oh. actually going to, you know, because, yeah, and that's not DDR5 in the Steam deck, right?
1: Uh, yes, it is DDR5.
0: Oh, it is. Okay. So, L, so probably LP5. So, okay. Eh, I guess memory's not going to make yeah. it. Oh, difference. it's uh,
1: six, 16 gig of LP DDR5 in the okay. Steam deck. Yes.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. But, I mean, being able to run this uh, external thing is. I see this as, like like for you Adam you run it on your TV for your living room experience with you know 4K honestly you could probably play games at 4K with yeah. a 4080 4090 laptop reasonably some games right and then um then you have your portable
1: yeah i mean for for me this is like yeah i'm the ultimate use case for this but there's <laughs> so, no price no not yet and i i i think there's probably a reason for that but yeah my my guess is that they're not going to not going to be price competitive. Also, a lot of these companies—I'm not saying ASUS is, is or ASUS is going to do this—but uh, a lot of these companies have multiple price options. Like, like, oh, hey, uh, how much RAM do you want? How much storage do you want? You know, what what size do you want? Some of them are like multiple sizes. So, like, yeah, they they could just come out with like, you know, hey, you know what? We have a six different configurations. You know, yes, the uh, the cheapest one is maybe. Seven hundred or something like that, but also the most expensive one is all the way up to two thousand dollars. You know, so.
0: <laughs> well, but the thing is, like to me, the, again, why this is so interesting is if ASUS gets anywhere with this, then means you know their their friends at Gigabyte and MSI are gonna like hey, and everybody's gonna like kind of jump into this. I remember, too.
1: remember when we saw the Alienware one?
0: Yeah, I remember that was that was based on ice lake yep. I think it was an ice lake yeah so a Alienware had where it shown off a prototype handheld gaming machine Um, it never came out I don't think no uh, and it was basically a ice lake with you know with XE which was it wasn't bad uh, especially compared to Intel integrated but it it just never went anywhere Um. but now we have like this this real competition here but this thing is no way this is gonna be price competitive with the Steam Deck no
1: no, it's gonna I mean, be thousand and, bucks. And none, right? none of none of the other ones have, and so I I, I doubt this one's gonna. Yeah, but they any. have scale because the thing is, you have Asus scale. You know, I I would think that. too, but the specs in this man, like unless they offer like a version that doesn't have a hundred and twenty hertz screen or like you know like a, an IPS panel, like so may- maybe there will be a cheaper option. That'll be the tough yeah. version. ASUS tough, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. This is ROG. Oh, they're not looking right. to be price competitive. Oh, the uh, yeah. uh, the ASUS ROG tough is ally. like there we go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you, yeah. you you broke it here first. No, that's right because <laughs> right. it, it is. You know,
0: the ROG brand is you know generally solid
1: gold for them. So I, I get it. Yeah, it no, I, I really think this yeah. is going to be aimed at the the higher end,
2: A thousand bucks, especially for people who like to have everything in that ecosystem, which they do cater to that really well with having peripherals and you know all, all everything. You can get everything ROG. So that that uh that demographic has been waiting for this pretty much if they want something handheld are you right interested
0: throughout. in, in I, so uh, so are there
2: of you handheld gaming people i don't know what they i have a switch oh, okay I, I i i think it's it it really hits a balance for a long time it's been it's been really good for me whenever i do have time to game i just or i'm traveling it's worked for me and i wanted the steam deck but I lost interest once, you know, I was going months and months and I just, I was like, I won't be able to get one. I'll, I'll be okay. Uh, I kind of want this.
0: Huh? Yeah, I no,
2: do. I, I do too, but yeah. I don't know about a thousand dollars, but you know,
0: what about you, Elena? You're a, you're you're a controller player. This seems like a, I, to you. I am, but
3: I've actually <laughs> never been a, <laughs> I've never, I've never been a small screen person. Oh. I don't know why. I have I have played on handhelds before. I do have hands-on experience with the Sega game gear, which is why I referenced it earlier. but I think because of those experiences I, j- I just really don't like looking at things on a small screen. I much prefer having like a full TV or monitor set up.
0: okay, so this doesn't doesn't tickle anything So like
3: the smallest I go is probably like laptop
0: hmm. Hmm. Do you think uh any of you think because we have AMD you know they <laughs> they're really great at finding these like new markets uh, Right. this these hand these handheld gaming SOCs do you think intel's going oh maybe we'll do one of these now right cuz why not is it worth their time
2: i mean plenty of of intel chips have been used for for you know handhelds like that right. uh ineos things like that but it's just the the graphics that you get on the AMD ones are generally yeah. Sorry, Intel. it's
0: Well, I mean, it's true. true. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna give Intel points because they have made huge strides. forward just the days, so basically went like, <laughs> like is they this have. thing working? The needle's not even moving. It's actually <laughs> it, like significantly better. I think they, it feels like they could be ready within a generation when we get to maybe right. Meteor yeah. Lake, yeah. kind of like that. Kind of,
1: I I could see that. I mean, when when we had Sorry, when we, when ahead. uh when we had uh, Tom in and he was talking about being involved with the the graphic side of Meteor like like that gave me a little pause of like huh I wonder yeah if there is a future in in that so who knows but. Yeah, that As was right my now, question
3: though. about it, which is like, I mean, technically they could do something, right? But I feel like especially with someone so high profile leaving, uh, it makes you wonder how organized that effort's going to remain going forward, right? Like if you don't have someone at the forefront championing it, like pushing that forward, you're not really gonna see fruits from it. And I feel like that's what's been plaguing Intel this whole time, really. Like they until does some cool stuff sometimes like you'll see like random like little small project things come out of them come from them. Right. But then like they don't really go far, it's almost more like proof of concept or just to say like, hey, we did it because we thought it'd be cool. I think AMD has as much more of a history on um, having it on lock that they're like, no, we're making a business out of this and here's how we're doing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, we had a, a super chat from a friend of the show genevra One One G One gave us ten dollars. Thank you so much. Uh, points out about the proprietary uh, use of the of the adapter, and rather than having it it be you know Thunderbolt four or something like that, which I I I understand like that that does suck no <laughs> to, it does not suck but that's the thing is that yeah the like the proprietary adapter is actually way much better <laughs> like yes you're locked into having to, to use their xg mobile rather than using a, another e eGPU, so like that that is a bummer but at the same time that the throughput you get on that xg mobile is really nice yeah uh, it's, so, it's eight yeah.
0: lanes of gen 3 um even even the original 3080 you got better performance you don't want to run you basically don't want to run it back in and on the internal panel which you could it's actually better to run it on an external panel you actually get a little more performance out of it so everything benefits it i will say though a 4090 laptop which we know is not the same as a 4090 desktop you, even then you're probably stretching the limits of four lanes of, of gen 3 i think because i even in the 30, 30 80 days it was getting a little tough so i do wonder how that's going to work out but um the bandwidth constraints of of USB Thunderbolt four for eGPU's is um is is not adequate. It works. It's definitely better than not being able to do anything, but it is not adequate. So I I would disagree on that because it just even a 1070 Ti is like oh what's going on here? So it's it's not it's not great. Uh, there, 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 sorry, oh, no, no, no. no go go ahead.
2: Ahead. Uh, there have been plenty of proprietary connectors out there, and a whole bunch of them that sucked or didn't do what they did or didn't get any support. This one works. It does its job well and it's superior to un, to the non I then there's a use case. If it, it, It's not stupid if it works, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, uh, never follows up uh, and, and maybe my, my facts are out of date. Uh, give us another $5 super chat. Thanks so much. Uh, friend of the show uh, said, uh, Asus is using a, cost, a custom 8x eight, eight Oculink. Uh, other companies are using a standard 8-lane Oculink. No performance difference just to lock you to an expensive eGPU.
0: Well, you also have to look, but remember, they did this originally. I doubt there were any other Oculink-based laptops on the market. You have an existing base of XG stations out there. So do you just throw that all away and try to, like, adopt the standard? Again, you're stranding all those people, or do you just simply go with something you've already developed and and works? And also, let me tell you... Anytime there's a so-called standard, you know how many, you know how rough, though. It's like sandpaper. You can you could sand down. You could make like a table out of an oak tree with it because there's always so many rough-ass things that don't work. I know people hate proprietary things. I understand it. I get it. But when you're trying to do something new to try to do that open standard thing and have everybody everybody's thing break with each other, sometimes it's not worth it that is one of the magics of apple now they don't follow standards they don't give a damn about your standards but it works because they own everything they don't have to worry about the standards; they make sure it works and then they just kind of like lock you into that because it works if they tried to do it with the standard thing it wouldn't happen for another five years and it would be broken for another no- another three years after that like everything always is with standards so
2: yes <laughs> it reminds me of that uh, classic XKCD comic of how sta- how standards proliferate and it's like uh there are fourteen competing standards. Oh, this is ridiculous. We need to make one standard everybody can follow. Result. There are fifteen competing standards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah.
1: So, so yes, I I I feel you, but there's 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 positives and negatives uh on both sides for sure. Uh also friend of the show Coffee gave us five ninety-nine Canadian dollars. Thank you so much. Said isn't it a big difference between four RDNA three compute units and twelve? uh yes definitely that's a, a bigger bigger <laughs> number better uh that's that's for damn sure uh but but also i, I real quickly before i get to the other part of it um I, I think those are two different classes of handhelds because a lot of the handhelds out there actually go real low power like small and like prioritize battery life or have a smaller screen or, or just want to be cheaper but then so that's why i think there's the z1 and the z1 extreme so it's like hey you know what do you, do you want something a, a little cheaper you know, it's it's going to be easier on battery life, or do you want to, you know, something that, that that's going to be able to to go unlimited if you want it to?
2: Uh, here's here's my here's my thing about that. There, um, AMD is no no stranger to using X in their nomenclature. Why not just call it the Z1X? They I mean, they have separation it, between it, it, X sucks. and non X yeah. CPUs. <laughs> Why do they? Okay, well, well but it, even
1: on the laptop. You've you've got different uh, nomenclature as well, so.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, it's
0: because it ran out. They've already used all the Xs already. Yeah. Right. There (laughs) have been too many Xs being used. You got to limitate, you know, they ran out. No more.
3: (laughs) Pandemic shortage. It's still ongoing. They don't say what their battery sizes.
1: Are oh, nice, you theory. know what they say. The uh, the, the w- w- what was that ship that got uh, stuck in the canal and, and messed everything up? All the X's were on that ship,
2: and yeah, they couldn't get right. Together, so. Right. They're, they're sitting in a container out there by the port. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> see, look, uh, I see, I see uh, somebody saying, um, "Oh, I'm just going to say." Yokes Volk says handhelds are not PC.
1: Why is this even topic? PC World. I I will say. I will say. You can you can go into a desktop. On any of these handhelds, you can go into a desktop, whether it's Linux or Windows. So I consider that a PC. Yeah. I
0: mean, they're yeah.
3: running full-fat Windows. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. because the form factor isn't typical. I mean, that's, that's still a PC.
0: Although I, I don't like that term fat because that's something that they've tried to hang on the PC for many times. I would prefer the term full-service. It's a full-service operating system. Have
3: you Have you had non-fat milk versus full-fat milk? Gordon,
0: like it is. No, 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 no. The world of different. It's full service milk. Full service, Elena. but it's full service because when they, <laughs> oh, they, I don't like that. Term. They,
2: <laughs> it's weird.
0: They tried to say that <laughs> full service.
2: What? I'm,
0: they tried to say that PCs <laughs> were fat clients and thin clients were the future. Well, let me tell you, most people like to like not be described as fat. It's just generally like, a, not a nice thing to call people. So. But you know I would like pleasantly plump great. clients. Pleasantly plump
2: clients. It's there a full
0: service. It does everything.
3: <laughs> well fed. Okay.
0: But look, this, but you know, what? honestly, yeah, I get, I get you. I get you. It's a handheld, but it's running Windows. It's got USB ports. It's got video out. Keyboard, monitor, mouse. You basically have your Windows experience. So I, I, it's definitely closer to a PC. It's in the, it's way closer to the PC than a Switch, right? So. Oh, yeah. And it benefits us. Again, it benefits us. So. <laughs> Uh, this is exciting to see. Maybe we can, you know, maybe the PC and will we'll use its business model to crush the Switch, right? I mean, oh, that's never going to happen because of Nintendo, yeah.
1: but you never know. Yeah, Mario. Mario's the biggest thing in the world right now. Mar- uh, you, you know what else benefits us, Gordon? Yeah. yeah. Is oh. uh, yeah. pre-builds. Oh, yes. Pre-builds benefit the DIY PC person.
2: Um, what is what is this? I've never heard of this. Know, a what are those? PC.
1: it's uh imagine getting a PC that somebody already built for you. Oh, it that just sounds delivers convenient at your home, you know. Yeah. So uh Braythorn, you're uh you're kind of an expert in these parts. Your 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 channel uh covers a lot of pre-built, so and and I I personally dig what you're doing. Somebody in the chat was like, "Oh, why do we got Braythorn on?" Like I invited him on. I wanted to I talk about I think that's when
2: you know yeah. you've made it when someone calls you a hack.
1: Yeah. Well, welcome to the cup. Uh, I made it. Wow. <laughs> but no, I, I I like being able to uh talk about pre builds you know, not that we do a ton of coverage on on here. Uh you know, but but yep. we we will look at at them and uh for sure. So, what's what's going on in in the state of pre-builts, Braithorn? Well,
2: um there's a lot. I mean, uh, Prebuilt. When it when it comes to PC hardware, and I've talked about this a lot. I talk about this a lot, and it's something that's easy to forget when you're really into the DIY thing as a consumer. But that's the exception rather than the rule when you do DIY. Most people buy prebuilt. Most people do. Whether it's you know whether it's OEM or a system integrator using off the shelf components, it, it you know the majority. We're talking sixty to seventy percent with you know. 20% or so it, it fluctuates from year to year. Um, but it's the majority of people buy pre-built. So it, it it's it's a massive industry, but just like the DIY markets, it it has sort of experienced slowdown in the last, you know with with uh, with everything going on with the economy and all that. So that's kind of the thing that's going on right now, but there's also a lot of exciting things. Uh, smaller companies pop up and uh, bring innovation and bring passion to it you have larger companies who have the funding to like what's going on with ibuypower I and height right now is really fascinating with the way that they're able to sort of fund all that going on with height to develop new cases we're talking about tooling everything like from scratch and then turn around and put those cases on in their pre on their site so oh hey that has better airflow now that has a cooler look to it now uh, so it seems like in every tier of um, the pre-built industry, there's kind of some some really interesting and exciting stuff going on, which is why I'm sad when people who are really into computers sort of ignore that. Because I mean, if you like the Y60 case, right? That that happened because of iBuyPower. That that's you know that that's iBuyPower makes height. Height makes the Y60. You like the Y60? Well, guess what all those prebuilt sales funded the, the R and D for that case and the tooling for that case and the production distribution, all of that. So um, it, it is a, it is a, a thriving, a thriving industry, but you know, as I complained about before, and I decided to do something about, there's not enough coverage of it. Just, you know, as I said, who needs more help, more information someone who's already a kind of an enthusiast in DIY space or someone who's just getting into it and just wants a prebuilt. They just want to get into the hobby and, and get, get into that gateway and then eventually do DIY. Which, you know? which is why I love uh, what you're
1: doing <laughs> because that, that is an awesome <laughs> way to look at it personally. I, I I appreciate it. So, so thank you for doing that. Uh, and yeah, I am, my first computer was a prebuilt. So yeah, yeah I mean, and a lot of people who, who, who have have built computers have, have
2: definitely started with pre builds for sure Tandy 1000 I, I mean I didn't build that thing I was six years old okay. <laughs> <laughs> most of us start most of us start with a pre-built and then and then as soon as we do DIY we immediately forget that fact and we're like prebuilt you know pre-built suck DIY for life well you know can't really ignore it. It's, a, it's well, a lot of the industry. In
3: fairness, though, the pre-built market has changed a lot, oh, I feel sure. like, yeah, yeah. since probably when most of us uh, talking today and in our chat were getting our first pre-builds, right? So, I mean, I mean even today, a lot of the, the OEM ones are very fixed and they have proprietary parts. And so you don't really have the exposure to move into even more of a DIY space or, and then uh, so there's that. And then also on top of that system integrators, they're not really as well advertised, obviously. They just don't have the same marketing reach as an OEM, right? So it's always like, I talk to people who are, you know, trying to decide if they want to get a Dell or build their own. That's that's a choice to them, right? Ugh, like there's only yeah. one end of the extreme or the other end, the other end extreme. Right. And so I have to tell them like, Hey, there's actually a middle ground route you know, like, and they come with warranties. They handle like your questions. It's a kind of a one-stop shop kind of thing. And this way, if you ever get brave enough, you know, uh, I don't use that word, but basically if you get brave enough and you want to try swapping things out on your own later, these are off the shelf parts. So that means that you can walk into a, over here, a central computer or maybe micro center, depending where you're at, Best Buy, buy something, pop it in. I mean, that's how I got started with DIY, right? Cause I, had a pre-built and oh, I yeah. was like, you know what? I really want to upgrade this disk drive. I'm going to do that myself. And I was terrified. I did it. It would, nothing happened. Actually, that thing did burn itself out, but that wasn't my fault. happy <laughs> happened months later. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I wasn't, but that was important. Cause I was like, that wasn't me. That was just a uh, new hardware biting it early and I was like I bet I could do this again I bet I could do more of this and then that led into DIY when I had more of a budget for it and I really think it's as you were saying I think it's a shame when people kind of poo-poo the idea because it's like you know this this is a big community we want people to join don't gatekeep it right like if this is their entry support them right
2: and 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 honestly there once you do start looking at system integrators which I will note the, the the name of the weekly show I do is SI weekly I don't really focus on OEMs. They don't need the attention, as you said. I focus on system integrators because of it be- being a more effective gateway to DIY because it's off-the-shelf stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it, is, it is tough to see that and hear I mean, the comments that I get. Things like, every pre-built sucks. Yeah. Is that possible? There's no product where every one of them is bad or every one of them is good. There's going to be good ones and bad ones, or comments like everyone should build their own PCs. Should they really? Yeah. Everyone no. you know should build their own PC. <laughs> no. How about that, no. not at all. No.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Also, uh, Falcon Northwest, uh, friend of the show, uh, says uh, perhaps it's a definition thing between pre-built versus custom-built. I'm going to throw in another one there. Maybe it should be bespoke-built. <laughs>
3: I did look up the word no, okay. on the OED, by the way. <laughs> I have that definition ready to go.
0: with <laughs> the Old English Dictionary? Oxford. I mean,
3: that's Oxford yeah. English I just, Dictionary, I but you can't call it the Old English Dictionary. <laughs>
0: is it written in that font and everything, too? Like on the no. pub, you know? No. <laughs> A pub font.
2: Is uh, is uh, Falcon Northwest here? Hey, Kelp. Yes. Hi. Um, <laughs> but I wait, want uh, to hear what the definition of the spoke is first. Wait.
3: Okay, okay, so... <laughs> yeah, I'm English this. accent please. Channel, no, I I am not going to insult all of our UK viewers by trying to do a very bad English accent. <laughs> uh I will just say that the word bespoke you comes should. from uh is a form or derived from a verb uh to bespeak. Uh and that verb uh dates back uh, according to uh the entries for it in the OED goes back to like 16, 1700s and uh it comes from Germanic like and it's supposed one of the definitions is to basically to order something oh. so i huh. think it comes that the idea was that you would go to some kind of a tailor right or a shoemaker and you would buy something essentially from them and i guess what happened my guess is this is me playing uh is it entomologist uh and uh, i would guess that when ready made gear started coming out this was their way of distinguishing between the two right because in one scenario you would go to a place that would make it specifically for you and in another case you're just kind of just hmm. buying off the shelf right huh. so that's kind of, i think that's i'm guessing that's how that evolved hmm.
2: okay. well if we're talking about definitions you can definitely get a bespoke pc if you want to (laughs) yes there are there are plenty of boutique builders out there who will just say all right what do you want on there okay uh i like this character i like this theme or this color and some some that i know have in-house artists who will do oil paintings on cases for you wow and Uh, you know custom hardline liquid cooling which is something that is Something that people want to see on their desk, but they're afraid to get into it. So they just—if you have the money for it, you pay for it. So it, it, if you make a statement like, "Oh, you—you you get a pre-built, it's all going to have bad parts, or it's going to be cheap." Well, no, this was not cheap. Look at it; it was not cheap. You're wrong about it. it it's, there, there really is the whole gamut, right? So, if we're talking about definitions, though, uh to me, pre-built is anything that is built before it reaches the the consumer. Anything not built by the consumer is pre-built. Now there's custom pre-built and sort of pre-configured pre-built, right? There's so so that's that to me pre-built. I kind of put it. The problem is the negative connotation on something being built for you. Yeah, because you know,
1: I and there's definitely a difference between going into a Best Buy and being like, oh, I want that computer right there. Or going to, you know, a, a company that says, like oh, you know what? Okay, I, I roughly get to pick some of the specs that, that I have in there. I can customize it to, to my liking. There's there's definitely the, it runs the gamut, right?
3: Well, it, my question, sorry. Were you, no, you? go ahead. Absolutely. Uh, so, Brett, I have my question for you is, like, I wonder if there's also a generational difference in the perception here. Like, I feel like with today's market around pre-built and especially because today's pre-built, even when the ones from OEM seem to be drawing from the DIY community, like uh, kind of taking like the most popular features and then um, basically mass marketing them and putting them into their machines, like is there still really that negative connotation among a younger or at least newer to PC set? Because I feel like my prejudice when I still had more of it, and there's still a part of the back of my brain that's like rebuild. Because I think beige box, beige box, like absolutely no customization whatsoever. And I, I mean, like in the configuration screen, not like my, not, not not like me doing it, but just in the configuration screen, where it was just like this is your Celeron machine. That's all you get. You can't even upgrade the RAM. Really, oh boy, you know what I mean?
2: I should. I need to introduce you to Aviator. I'm not trying to, to name drop any any companies, of course, here, but uh, there there there's there's this one comp there's one system integrator, where uh, you have six over six hundred cases to choose from. Okay, Whew. it's they will get anything you want that they are able to purchase for you and put it together and put a warranty on it. Well,
1: see then. So it, if there's... variety
2: is what you want. Well, but then there's, there are, the other, yeah.
1: there's, there's, there's the other problem that people have with it is that, oh, yeah, they'll get whatever case they want, but then they'll mark the hell out of it, mark up the hell mm-hmm. out of it. So, you know, it's never a good deal to get a pre-built because uh, you're, well, you're just, okay. paying, you're just <laughs> paying all this extra for something you could have done yourself.
2: Yeah, you're paying extra for a warranty and for them to build okay. it for you and install Windows and test it and do all these things. And then, you know, yes, you are. Those are services, goods. And services that you pay for. Yeah. That, and some people find that to be worth it.
0: Yeah. That's When commerce. you hear bespoke leather armor in 1622, you're going to want some uh, money for that. Or, or, see, <laughs> well, I could, I could get my own
2: cow, slant, cure I my own leather. This, hey, there we go. And then this I... to me was worth it. So I paid for it. It's not bespoke. I'm sorry. Yeah, but yeah, it's, sorry. you know, if something, it you. If something's worth it to you. You pay. It's about value, Right. And value is subjective. But some people see a value that doesn't match up to their subjective view and think that it's factually wrong.
3: Welcome to the internet.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I just do Why, think, What? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> always unfair
0: that, <laughs> that, that there, there's, you get the, we're, we're in that weird bubble where the DIY community thinks it's the biggest thing in the world and nothing else exists. You know, like gaming laptops are huge, pre-built in OEMs, I mean SIs and OEM sell probably you know they sell way more machines than are sold to DIY. DIY is actually a very small but very vocal part of the community, so but it's weird because when you're in your own bubble you think you don't you think the others don't exist. So I do have a question because value is you know, I wonder because I've always sort of thought, especially during the at the height of the GPU shortages. There was a ton of value. Oh, Lani, you gotta, you gotta be mounted. I now. can
3: stretch just a little bit longer. Oh
0: yeah, sorry. So, Yeah, but. But uh, you'll just let us know when you gotta go. But so, at the height of the the GPU shortages, basically, you know, machines that you could buy at Best Buy and OEMs mm-hmm. were like saviors. The only things in mm-hmm. in town for PC gaming. I've Has that changed that. now? I mean, I'm wondering if that's. So now oh, yeah. that the glut is over, well, I like, guess, is, is it better? Or, or I'm wondering if maybe they're getting a better deal from their card vendor. So, you know, you're not paying full retail on these cards. I'm wondering if, like, like I haven't, because honestly, I have not looked at, like, because the classic thing that the DIYer does is they look at a configuration, a box, and then they go add up all the parts on PC Part Picker, and they go, like, well, I'm not saving much, but... Sometimes, though, you can really save a significant amount of money if you're buying a machine already built up, right?
2: Is, that, is, that, yeah. is
0: that true right now? I'm just wondering what it's like right now. Is it?
2: it, it it's going to fluctuate. If someone comes back and watches this in two months and I'm saying, yeah, it's true right now, I could be wrong at that time. So it's one of those things where it has to be um, if you're getting something built for you as a DIY enthusiast, you're not going to see the value. That's that's just it. But to the 18 or 20 people who know that you're into computers and come to you for advice to them, it's probably worth it. And it's probably going to be worth it to you when they have a problem and they have a tech support line to call instead of your phone number. Right. Yeah. So it pays to pay attention to this stuff and know where to send people. And um it, the other thing is this for for you know for the builders I mean I'm I've been DIY for over you know 25 years That's that's me that's who I am uh despite my videos about prebuilds uh it's also about availability because system integrators and OEMs have their allocations and then retailers have theirs if something's sold out everywhere else you will be able to find it in a system from a system integrator if you were going to buy all the rest of the parts anyway just buy the whole system unbuild it and rebuild it if you want guess what you just built a pc congratulations (laughs) but you got that part that you couldn't get which was what started the whole show that i do back and i was like i needed 3070 for content creation i couldn't get it
1: that that gives me an idea for a live stream we should we should buy a box unbuild it and then build it and it's a live stream there we go yeah (laughs) reverse i you know i I, go ahead delena
3: I don't know. I'm just kind of jumping around here a little bit. Uh, but I'm actually curious your thoughts, right, on kind of the the rise in um, companies trying to get in on the kind of system integrator train, right? Like you have you have component companies like NZXT that did it first, like even before the pandemic. And now I think, was it Corsair just hopped on board? I, I feel like there are other rumblings elsewhere. And kind of one of your thoughts
2: on that. Corsair's been doing it for probably about a, a little over a year, year and a half, something like that. And uh, yeah, a while now. And NZXT uh, build their thing that they do. Uh Well, of course, for for component manufacturers, and uh, it's a pretty rare thing to be both a system integrator and a component manufacturer. You got Corsair and NZXT pretty much that you'll see doing that as a system integrator, not an OEM, where you could buy all of the parts yourself. You can replace everything yourself. We're not talking about, you know, your, your Dell or other OEM systems where it's, oddly shaped motherboards and things like that um so that's pretty rare the real surge that's been happening is in uh is in smaller SIs, smaller companies starting up uh and a lot of this happened when people were stuck at home in the pandemic they were building pcs for them and their friends and then they were like well i'll sell these and some of those people now have companies that sell you know 150 systems a month which is that it's a lot for a small company Mm -hmm uh it could be a lot it, it depends but there's some of these that are, are doing some really cool things and uh I, I of course i'm trying to shed light on that too i try to show the company and and here's the fun part is that um i get to see how they do because when my community buys something they come back and say it they come back and report so if i do a review on one computer that's not a very big sample size. It's one computer. They could have gotten that one right and every one of the other ones wrong. But when you have hundreds or thousands of people reporting back, that's when you get real good info. And some of these companies are really giving great customer service at, at, at their own losses. You know, they're they're losing money. So that to me is what's, ex- what's really exciting uh, is to see sort of some people who took that opportunity where they're at home and they're doing something and they find something that they're doing something they already love to do. They get their buddies who do it and then they hire their buddies and then suddenly they have a company. And uh, some of these are doing some really, really exciting stuff. So that, that's where I—that's—that's that's sort of something that I like to point at because they're, you know, like you said, I mean, like I said, OEMs, they have plenty of marketing budget. But yeah. Um, but what when it comes... Sorry, go ahead.
3: I was going to say, just what kind of trends or what kind of cool stuff are they doing then? You well, like it I was talking about the custom
2: art, custom artwork where you can yeah. just have it a, a one-of-a-kind system made just for you and there's some that are doing things like push bucking the trends or pushing larger si's to do better price-wise because these smaller companies are coming in and undercutting them with better performing pcs with better quality assembly and 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 better warranties for less money Hmm. i I don't you know and that's the thing is they're like this is going to be a loss leader for me i'm going to lose on this But it's going to get my new brand name out there. It's going to get awareness, brand awareness. And it's not just doing that. It is pushing larger companies that can totally afford to lower their prices, to lower those prices. So uh, it's it's actually a really exciting time, I think, right now in the industry. Yes, there have been lulls. There have been times where it wasn't that exciting. This is a pretty good time right now, particularly with the competition between you know, chip manufacturers and all of that and Intel entering with the you know um GPUs. There with all of that mixed in, there's so many options for SIs and for builders to 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 research and say, hey, this really works and no one's doing it. Bam. They sell it and it does well. So it is an exciting time for that. But when it comes to larger component manufacturers as you're asking like NZXT and Corsair, I actually kind of like the idea of companies that do both because it's like, oh, we can't get those those that those fans or whatever. Well, no, you make them. You should have them. You know, that's there. <laughs> there is that benefit. But then also, if you get a, a Corsair system, you don't have to worry about having Corsair RGB mixed with another brand RGB and another one, and then you have three RGB. It's all under IQ. Little benefits like that that lead to quality of life. Those are the kinds of things you want to look for if you're looking at a company like that.
0: You know, it's it's interesting to me too because I mean you know, originally when, you know, 20 years ago, SIs were, 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 none of them made their own components. I mean, cause that was always, you know, they were basically, they were, they would buy, they would spec out and they would build systems. And we've, we've evolved to the point where, you know, all of the, like, you know, MSI, ASUS and Gigabyte make their own desktop systems because clearly they have access to the components. And then now you sort of have like, Corsair and NZXT, and those are... are do they come pre-built or are they only as kits? I mean, Total already built or... Well,
2: NZXT does both. They do oh, build okay. kits and they do pre-built.
0: But it's, it's just... I actually think it's it's actually somewhat of a benefit for a consumer too because, you know, if... So normally they would sell a cooler or fans or whatever through a retailer. They can actually take some margin off of that now because like, hey, we're selling it direct to you. You're getting it factory direct. So they can cut a little of the pricing off so you get you really do benefit from the pricing from some of these uh these these like again you buy from msi they're using their own G- gpus hopefully they you know they're going to cut a little bit off to be more competitive so it it's a it's a very different world and i think it's somewhat beneficial beneficial for uh, consumers looking to
2: you know stretch pennies it is blurring that line a little bit too yeah between it's like are they oem is that because they're using they're manufacturing some of the equipment right some of the but no they're using standardized components when it comes to you know, the guts it's it, it's about you know everything around it basically so nzxt does make motherboards they do have motherboards but you'll rarely see that in like their configurator because you have three ways to get a system from them you can get a build kit you can get a pre-configured pre-built or you can get go through their configurator and choose your parts from whatever they have available and they're like their motherboards are never in there i'm like that's yours why don't why don't you have your own stuff where I can choose my parts or in any of the pre-configured systems? But if they don't do high volumes of those, unfortunately. I think they're really nice looking, but, you know, that's them's the breaks. Uh With Corsair, they don't do anything. They do RAM, but they don't do GPUs. They don't do motherboards. Right. Although you could so, see
0: that happening eventually. I, I could guess. totally see that
2: happening. Yeah, It's really, you know, <laughs>
0: the industry is always, it, every, it's always about eating somebody else's lunch. It's like, you know what, why should we? Why should we, you know, let's just eat your lunch instead instead of eating ours so they It it's just yeah. so funny how many different companies have crossed over the
2: lines to compete with their former customers. That's got to make it really tough. It's like they're leveling up the cut out the middleman theory and they're like we'll just be the middlemen. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we'll get the profits. I mean,
0: it it benefits consumers <laughs> in the ultimate It does. Because, it does. But it it'll be yeah. weird because you you could see like increasingly for you know, system integrators or, you know, I, I guess it probably wouldn't affect, you know, the classic boutiques because they're very high end. But right. I could see it being a stretch for traditional uh, the system integrators, larger integrators. But, but, but I guess what they're right. doing is like they're going like, OK, you know what? <laughs> if you're making a cooler, you're making a system compete with us. We're actually going to go to the factory that makes your coolers and sell our own cooler now. So it's, it's just really <laughs> right. like.
2: Well, it's that or the factory goes to them. It says, oh yeah. Hey, you need these coolers. We got these coolers. Uh you'll you'll have when when you when you look in, say, an iBuy Power System, I did a, re- a review on a while back, and I was like, oh, it's got a channel well power supply. This is not it's not a Corsair power supply, but they build power supplies for Corsair. And this one is actually decently rated. So right. they're 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 not just getting anything that puts out 650, 750 watts or whatever. They're actually looking into what they're getting because RMA's are a money pit. You don't want to encourage those, uh, it, but they they do save money where they can, especially at the volumes that iBuyPower does. They sold more gaming PCs than Dell did last uh, uh, in 2021, like six hundred thousand. Wow, that's, that's big numbers. Thanks. Yeah, uh, but then you know, as it's funny because we're talking about how Corsair makes their own cases and fans, and like NZXT does the same. Well, now so does iBuyPower through Height. So yep. it is a growing trend. They're just doing it the other way around. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alina, let, let us know when you need to to pop off. I'm
3: going to momentarily disappear to give my cat a shot, and I'll oh. try to stick around a little longer. Okay. okay. All right. Cool. Okay.
1: Um. But yeah. So I I think that that's that's the thing I always get uh con- confused about Bray is that like there's so many different ways to slice this. Like there's OEMs, SIs. Uh, you know configure your own by by it you know already configured like it, it's just like so many different ways to slice it like right like how <laughs> i guess the i mean not not to point people to your channel but like how, how do you even like cover that because there's a lot you could be covering
2: <laughs> well uh i actually sort of was criticizing myself um do after pu- after publishing yesterday's video, because I was like, I I two of these system integrators I talked about in last week's video, I need to. There are so many. There are so many SIs out there because that's usually what I focus on. And also, I never hear from OEMs, so I've never really covered them. I would add that to the to what I cover if if I if I you know. It, it's. I want to encourage the whole transitioning to doing DIY, so that's why I mostly do SIs. But in any case, and also some OEMs are getting better about using uh, non-proprietary parts. Some have been improving on that front, which is nice. But um it, I, I'm telling myself, like, look, there's a lot of companies out there. Each one of them ha- should have something unique to offer. So look for that. Find it. Find that what is unique about them. And if you can't find it, talk to them and they'll tell you what's unique about them. You know, that's my favorite thing about this has been other than, you know, a lot of people suddenly feeling more comfortable buying a system, which is awesome. Um, my favorite thing, one of my favorite things about this has been meeting the people behind the websites and the brands and the, the, the the, the logos, because that's all most people ever see is a website. And they feed it money and out comes a computer. Mm-hmm. But the people behind the, a lot of the people behind those websites are just as enthusiastic about PCs yeah. as as any DIY enthusiast. It's awesome to have met so many of them. And, uh, and I try to show that too. Um, it, it helps to sort of humanize a very, uh, detached sort of experience that most people have when they're buying a pre built PC.
0: Yeah. I think that's what the DIY community needs to realize is, the people that I mean, to a T, every single person in the PC industry, even from OEMs that I've met, they are PC enthusiasts, right? That's that's what they're into. And especially as you get into system integrators and all that whole pre-built thing, but they are just that's they're they're dipped in it. They love it. That's it's not they're not doing it because it's just a job. Is it's because they they just love being in the industry and being able to to feed this passion of ours and. I think that's. It feels kind of bad because they they get they get kind of crapped on by the internet. You know, like they're just yeah. there to make money off of you. But I will say, yeah, yeah, it's nice to make money. in Well, your and, job, and there are the some way. bad like examples. You know, there are, we, there are Oh know yeah, that. there's uh, always there's always bad examples. Yeah, right? but With I mean, the,
1: our artisan builds. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was yeah artisan 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 was Bespoke not a good builds.
0: not a good not a good look for anybody, but.
2: Oh no! But you know, no, again, that was, I, that was rough.
0: I've I've done yeah. this for a long time, and everybody that I know, they just love, they just love being in this business because it's just they they love their PC nerds at heart, and they they love it. So you got to understand it. They just happen to make, they just happen to like making money selling it to like you know NBA superstars. You know, like <laughs> do I expect an NBA superstar to do PC part picker <laughs> and then get on a Reddit for twelve hours to figure out what to build in the system? No, they just go and. You know, Bing, send me
1: one of these. You know, that's, that's- actually it's funny you you made that comment earlier, and I, I guess I never I never noticed this about like I I enjoy making PCs for other people, but but yeah, I mean if it's if that if that's that same thing of like oh man, I could start a business where I go make my own. I'll I'll, I'll use Gordon Mung power supplies. You know, yeah, no, yeah, you know, I know I won't. I'm just I mean
0: kidding. that, but that's uh, but- how <laughs> it often starts, right? There's, these people really love the. You know, it's just it starts in a garage, and next thing you know, you got a real business, and so I I think it's. There there needs to be less tension between pre-built whatever you want to call it, you know, bespoke PCs and, and DIY. That I think there just shouldn't be the antagonism there because we're all we're all basically we're all pulling oars on the the boat that is a PC that is constantly under attack from other other areas. So it's it's yeah, it's not worth getting into fights with each other. Well,
1: right? and also that that's so that's that's the other thing that I think people get hung up on is that the OEMs a lot of times will have their own <laughs> bespoke pieces in there right so you it's not a standard power supply or a atx motherboard or or, i I don't know i i don't know this stuff but the idea is like oh man wow you can't even swap it out if if you want to like do you do you ever recommend oem systems to to people or i know you don't cover Um, it but like
2: i i gen i generally i generally don't for that reason and that is something that i need to, to to work on myself because there's some people who are just never Ever gonna crack open their PC, ever? And my mind doesn't accept that, or maybe my heart doesn't. I don't <laughs> know. It's a, it's it's definitely an emotional thing. But um, I, I tend to assume that if someone was ever going to want to upgrade their system, that I would that I would rather recommend an SI just for that reason. But when it comes to value. I want to mute my mic before I say this, but sometimes OEMs just do have a better value because they can, because they can. Um, and that's that's why I have started to sift through and I need to start getting a look at some OEM systems like uh, myself, but I have started to sift through some and be like, oh, that's that's an ATX motherboard. That is ATX. Oh, cool. So they, they lock down the RAM and the BIOS. That, that's, that's great. That's just great. Okay. So, you know, it's just... It's baby steps. Um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, there have been times where I probably should have recommended OEM, but I was like, no, you know, I just, I just, I recommend, it. and that's, I'm, here's this one. This one's going to be a close enough experience to that. And the pricing is really good. And, you know, you get it in a couple days, here you go. Um, but they can still take it to any local computer repair shop and get it fixed if they need to, you know, that, that, that to me is really important. They can replace it with any, any, any motherboard or any, any, any drives or RAM or GPU, whatever. Like, there's no holding back on that. There's no problem. Case, case migration, no problem. You know, uh, it, that's pretty important to me as uh, someone who does want to eventually help people transition over to DIY. It is, uh, yeah. So, I'll work on it. I'll find options that I can recommend among OEMs, but you know, I, I don't I don't hear from them and I don't get my hands on those. So that would help probably. You know, and there I wonder if that crowd still exists because you know, like 20 years ago, the
0: classic person that would buy OEM, you they bought it for the safety. You know, you bought a Dell, HP, whatever. You bought it because it was a big brand, you trust it, you know, they got the warranty, they're going to be there and I don't know why you care, but you know, they would be there 20 years, but people just like, you want to buy Buick kind of like, and I think most of those people that are buying those machines, they would be buying basically an all-in-one today. Right. Or even even a small form, you know, I kind of wonder what's even left for OEMs. And it feels like most of them have moved into, you know, commercial space, desktops, which we don't care about, which is just, you know, box for the doctor's office and then email,
2: Excel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thin client.
0: Yeah, I mean they. I mean, but they were their rules and all-in-ones and all-out-in-laptops. That's well, probably where they're bread and I mean,
3: they're is. trying because, like, uh, was it a year, two years at this point? It's, I don't know what time is anymore. But Adam, you and I looked at that uh, HP Omen, right, where mm, it has some. I think it was yeah, where it had some parts where you could just swap out. So it was like a. It was from an OEM, yeah. but it was definitely had kind of that like, um, uh, you know those 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 toys they make for toddlers where it's just like it's almost like the duplo ver- like version instead of lego right
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and then, and then your uefi is locked down you have no you have no no like for most people who would buy an, an hp though they don't what's a ufe what is that you know like <laughs> <laughs> i tried to get they're not gonna look at that oofy yeah i tried to push oofy but nobody would oofy. go with
0: that. <laughs> and uh, then you Weifey, know-
2: Oofy, that has a nice Oofy. it rolls off the, yeah, but anyway Oofy is easy Oofy is, Oofy is easy but you know the
0: one it's thing I, of- I want to point out because a lot of people think I, I get it you go into a Dell BIOS on a desktop and it's like what the hell where'd all my options go you ain't got none <laughs> <laughs> because they've determined like you don't want to go in here and mess something up right there be dragons and I know people get like oh well, this is terrible but let me ask you I, I will say it's a strength one thing that's a real strength about buying from OEMs and I mean real OEMs is oh you get support long term mm. updates because you know typically <laughs> you know if you're buying from SI's Hopefully. smaller ones and they're doing just basically off the shelf boards you know the board is 3 years old and you know basically there's some major security issue good luck on getting that updated because then you have to get the motherboard maker to to issue the the update for it your odds See, of getting that are like really low whereas when you're looking at you know hp lenovo uh dell right they're like you know what our lawyers say we need to push out this high-risk security update and i've seen like there's like they they actually get support for like wow i can't believe this like this machine is ancient but they're actually still getting updates because that that, that
2: that is that is a benefit and i am writing out sort of a list of pros and cons for both and that is a benefit but I will say about the the, the SI you mentioned with the three year old motherboard. But I I wouldn't necessarily be on my channel recommending that that SI. Uh, the ones that I, the ones that I do are are they're more about hey we want the they they can't afford to not provide good support. Right. They have too few customers, and word of mouth can be devastating at that size. How many people out there are saying Dell's terrible, and how many systems is Dell selling anyway? Right. Well, I mean. Total, yeah. you know, they
0: sell, you know, ten million, twelve million. I mean, they sell millions and millions of machines. But yes, I think. But I mean, ahead. but my experience has been for a lot of smaller companies, they they don't have the ability to push, ASUS, MSI, Gigabyte, Asrock to push the update for a KB Lake lap, a KB Lake motherboard, right? So, so a KB Lake motherboard actually could, if it's there's a serious exploit. Man, you just ain't getting it, right? They've just kind of written you off at this point. And well,
2: I mean, the, the SI is not a parts manufacturer. That's right. not and really they, on them. I know. That's why I think it's
0: that's kind of more and same thing if you're a DIY, and you're in the exact Yeah, same boat. that's the same problem as you're DIY. In, <laughs> you're in the exact book. But I mean it's it's this weird strength of like, uh, you know what? Somebody at like a large OEM was like, We got money to lose here. Let's push us out, right? Because they you know, they, they often they they're they've got their own BIOS team writing the it is actually a strength of, of large OEMs, I think, if you're really into getting those secu- severe security updates. Like, they they patched machines that were like, all of all of the DIY classic, you know, retail boards are like, tough luck. You're going to have to buy a new one, right? But yeah, the, the OEMs, there's too much legal That's
2: part us. of their charm. Come on. It <laughs> is. It is. Yeah. And then once <laughs>
0: you go in the BIOS, is like, where's the option? I can set time. And the date. <laughs> oh, and hello world! Yeah. It's
2: just giving me a hello world. That's I all. I'm Set getting. the boot order. Where's uh?
0: You know, but what I always like is though they have the hidden, like a lot mm-hmm. of the OEM biases, I it's hard not to call it that, but it will still have like hidden options. You do like the special sequence to get Ooh, in there and secret. get to the secret. Secret is settings. it up down up down? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's really cool to get to the factory <laughs> factory hidden settings in some of these things because there are some <laughs> things that are exposed. So.
1: Uh, well, before we wrap up this segment, um, we got a $5 super chat from Gunga Din. Thank you so much. A friend of the show said, uh, so as of today, right now, Bray, uh, which pre-built companies do
2: you recommend?
1: Okay. Other so, than just going to your
2: YouTube and looking. That's where the, th- that's the thing is for whom, what are they looking for? What are they going to use it for? What is the budget? What is the, it the, there's so many factors that I would have to give you a long list and many of them wouldn't be right for you in particular, whoever is looking for it. Like if someone who's looking for a Falcon Northwest system buys from iBuyPower, they won't be happy. If someone's looking for an iBuyPower system buys from Falcon Northwest, they won't be happy. It's not just about best because that's, again, subjective. So it's like, are you looking for something that's going to be most priced to performance? Biggest CPU, biggest GPU, lowest dollars. Or you're looking for something with a company that gives you the best support and more focused on build quality. Maybe they take longer to get it to you. It's all about your priorities when it comes. So whenever I'm doing streaming, which I haven't done for a while because of moving everything, but I'm coming back to it. I won't make recommend because I make recommendations to people through a queue system, actually help people one on one. And I won't help them at all until I've answered nine questions. A list of questions because like anyone who gives you a
1: list of nine questions.
2: Yes. Oh. Anyone who gives you a recommendation without asking you a single question isn't recommending something that's right for you. It's right for them.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I like They're that. just guessing based on yep. their, their sort of what they prefer, their preferences. What's the best CPU so, then? What's the, <laughs> <laughs> what's the best CPU? Uh, yeah, best. <laughs> yeah. What's good? Is this good? You know, we get those questions yeah. a lot and that, and, and again, like, Someone who's looking to game at you know do an esports title at 1080p does not need a 4090 and they're going to waste a lot of money, <laughs> you know. And someone who's trying to do actual 3d workstation stuff just shouldn't be getting a 6600, RX 6600. It's like, yep. Yep. yeah, yeah. So so that's that's a tough one to, to to answer. And I'm not trying to cop out on that, um, but just because I don't like to make recommendations if I don't have information. So that's why each time someone does come up through the queue, it does take a little time sometimes. All right. But, so
0: let me say, if yeah. I'm Steph Curry, I just won my fifth championship, by the way. <laughs> and wait, I want to celebrate by buying a new
2: computer. Where
0: should I buy it? Alienware. I want it to be all customized. I need to
2: be bespoke. Got to put the Warriors logo on there. With five oh, rings. He, if you're talking here? about printing on the system, you're going to want to talk to Falcon Northwest about mm. that. They do some really incredible printing. Well, we've, we've no seen joke. we've seen Gordon's face on the side of a Falcon Northwest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we I can't we un-see still have it. that.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. Can I have that side panel? I'll put it in my. I, I will put it in the set. Oh, yeah, I will I've, do it. I've, I've got the side panel. <laughs> so it does depend. So like, okay, let's let's dial it up.
0: I'm going to make up with this next person. The next buyer is, uh, you know what just had like twins you know work is hard i want to i want a new gaming pc i just need something but i don't want to spend twins. a million bucks on it. it's it got to have rgb I, yeah. I need i need to play uh, you know probably 1440p gaming your normal okay. aspect ratio no Pretty not easy to not, not not uh high res i mean not high refresh and basically just to get a game on you know because you got to get away from the kids sometimes but okay. you know again got to pay for mortgage minivan Diapers? What's a
2: what's a good place to go? Uh, well, there's a PlayStation. You can get one of those. No, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I want to do advanced. Gaming. No, I'm kidding. I would okay, do advanced okay. gaming. Based on a lot of the feedback that I get, in my, I have an SI testimonials sort of group of channels there where people go. It's like ones I buy power, one, one's the say. So for someone like that, based on feedback I've been getting, I would probably say in this case, I buy power or SkyTech Gaming. They they're they're slightly different. And scale, but a lot of their prices are similar. Uh, it's just iBuyPower's—you know—they they have a mountain of systems ready to ship. You get them in two days, two three days. I did a tour of that place; it was mind-boggling. But also toured SkyTech, and it was a lot smaller. But they have to. Which honestly, I mean, <laughs> uh, Gordon, we've we've
1: we've done that live on stream. We've we've built uh you know—we built Brad Shoemaker a PC. We 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 built with uh, Will Smith. I mean, we've built pre. We've built uh, no, I, I understand.
0: Before. I'm just imagining being that customer. Like, okay, I'm going to buy this machine from you. Okay, we, and you're building that for that person. And They're like, "Whoa, what are you doing there? You need to route it the other way." And like, okay, I, I do, I do this all that day. That would be then funny. You're like, and then you just like everybody's like you're nitpicking everything. No, 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 no. Hey, he, not, he just wiped his the nose and he put it on my hand. Needs
2: to be in this pattern. It's like, yeah, oh, come on. It's yeah, it can be fun like that, but generally, the a company won't put someone in front of the camera on a live broadcast unless they know what they're doing and they can talk to people. So you do need a certain sort of certain personality and skill set if you're ah. going to be doing that. There's some companies who they will not sell you a PC unless they're going to build it live on stream. Phoenix Phoenix PC does that. Every system they sell, they will build on their Twitch channel.
0: Wow, that really is a thing because honestly, the first time I had heard of this was you know obviously the famous right. Artesian flameout, right. I just really
1: didn't know that this was really a thing now so I mean, it's like twitch instead of watching somebody play a
2: game you're watching somebody build a pc and it just happens to be yours people will come and watch me just recommend pcs it's really weird it's a weird culture i shouldn't be a twitch partner i don't know how i got it i'll take it but people will just watch me talk about computers so building i think is even i mean heck look at Roby, robie tech he just builds PCs almost every day, and people love it. So imagine if you can guarantee that that's yours. That's your PC, it's and bespoke. you know when it's going to be built. You can have your friend's hand. It's bespoke, yes. <laughs> to be fair, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it actually is something I want to see more in the industry, even if it's boring and it's just like a live stream cam on someone's workstation as they're building your system. I still think that that's cool because you get to at least be part of it. You get to see it. You get the, Because as DIY enthusiasts, we all know here that when you, after you're done building your PC and you power that thing on, or you try, you go back to the power supply, you flip the switch on, okay, and you power that thing on, <laughs> there's that feeling, that feeling of triumph, of connection to the system that sometimes. you built, that, you, that you've brought, sometimes, <laughs> other times you get mad and maybe you don't want to do the cable management, maybe next week, yeah. but <laughs> From what I've heard from a lot of people who've had that experience, they get a little bit of that feeling they're like, "I, I was there mm-hmm. for it. I got mm-hmm. to see it being being done and also more pragmatic is uh, the more pragmatic aspect is transparency. You see it being built they're not cutting corners they're doing it right in front of you that's true so yeah it's uh' it, there's, there's a lot of benefits to it it's just there's a lot of, there's overhead involved. Uh, and you have to have people willing to be on stream. And most companies that are starting to do it, do it on request, which is fine by me. Um, Elena, I don't, like what you put in chat, but
1: <laughs> uh, don't worry about it.
3: You were so squeamish about <laughs> this. Oh my god. So for the audio listeners, I was like, it's like watching your kid get born.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, can go yeah. back to that.
2: Um, <laughs> let's not. I uh, am uh, so squeamish <laughs> about
3: this. It is hilarious. i uh, have uh, got uh,
2: Alexander PCs here. They they build on stream by request as well. Uh, so, but, yeah. And, and we had somebody in the
1: chat. Uh, Jerry said that they would they would buy a, uh, a computer built by Gordon. So there you go. <laughs> Gordon, you, you sold one computer that you, yeah, could, you yeah. can build live and then we could they could stream they like
0: when they get what the what the hell <laughs> did, what is up with this yeah yeah that would that, that would be a funny <laughs> uh,
2: I, I like uh, Falcon Northwest here we want a live build with with live Gordon rant and live uh, Elena Price comparison commentary oh yeah. there yeah. you go yep yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: I don't know if you know Bray, but I'm kind of known for the I, deal I, hunting.
2: <laughs> I, I I'm not. Yeah, I've I've seen uh, I've seen the podcast. Yeah. Oh, have That's, you? Okay, she's, she's the expert
0: at it. Yeah, uh, she takes night me, classes just to like get the free Windows license. That's just
3: crazy. Look, man, it? I am getting such a. I'm getting such value out of that. I'm getting an education in something uh-huh. I want to learn, and I get free stuff or huge discounts. Um, <laughs> um, on that note, though, I really do have to go. Oh, yeah. uh, I wish I could stay out, for the full show. Unfortunately, I have to yeah, go. We're,
1: we're almost done. We just wrapped up some Q and A. Th- thank yeah. you, Elena. Yeah, thanks uh, for great. coming. Hi, great chatting. See you later. Yeah. Bye. Uh, and then deals uh, call. My Ooh. wife Lindsay in the chat uh, said that if 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 you bought a PC from Gordon, it would end up uh, coming to your house smelling like Coors
2: Light and egg McMuffins. <laughs> so, <yes>. Wow. <laughs> Uh, Some might find that to be a plus, you know, that's, that's bespoke, you know, it's a bespoke scent. I guess you could, you know, actually come to think of it. If
0: most of these, most new machines you get, you always, sometimes you get that, like that burnt PCB smell, like just like Mm -hmm. that horrible chemical smell you i'd have in my my gordon pc business you would like you would exercise that smell and make sure it has like a really nice lavender or something kind of like when you open it up
2: cuz it really rich, does kind of rich does, rich mahogany does, rich, does, rich mahogany does, <laughs> oh wait
0: maybe you know what that's the next thing so you basically have some kind of um uh internal smell that it comes out of the case that so the fans are running So it like puts out, what the heck
2: is that it's um aromatherapy Uh, PC, so you you, can you can can get with like the what is it the plugins the glade plugins
1: and we all know there's
2: plugins are already a thing on pc they're software but like you know hardware plugins i'm kind of liking this idea where it just basically puts
0: out the aroma that's nice and the the glades are kind of overpowering smells like plastic but you know, like the ones you get at the um, organic yeah. food store or something like that, where it's super. Expensive. Or
2: just skip the skip skip putting a CPU cooler on there and use it as a you know a wax heater. Just you know nope. have that put it out sideways, have it as a little wax. Right. Well, uh, I
1: mean, it's it sounds like you you have a future past PC World, Gordon. You're going to go build your own uh, PCs live on stream and and make them scented. So and and use your own power supplies to blow up. I like it. I like it. Uh, and Joshua says, "Plug in sent card." Yes, there you go. There you go. That's why you need all this PCI slots. Uh, anyway, uh, we should move over to Q and A, shall we? Shall we? Yeah. Because uh, I'm, I'm I was hungry before we even started. So, uh, luckily, we don't have too many too many. Uh, if you have a question, get them in the chat right now. At PC World is the the best way for me to see it. Uh, but if you're watching or listening to this later, there's a link in the description uh, to go over to our Discord, and there's a channel where you can put questions. Uh, at any time any place and hopefully they will be answered here on the stream uh so as as we wait for some uh new ones to come in uh i do have a five dollar super chat from george vieira uh thank you so much i appreciate it, it said uh if uh, this kind of goes back to your earlier talking about jeddak um said if anything above jeddak is overclocking gordon and not guarantee performance, shouldn't reviews first focus on JEDEC, then test how well the CPU would overclock?
0: Well, I mean, as a reviewer, you have to pick what's going to fit in the timeline that you have to review a CPU. So, yeah, ideally it would be great to test infinite com- combinations. Like originally, I used to test, uh, well, I mean, maybe seven years ago here, I used to test fully loaded, so I'd load up all slots, and you know these are you know four DIMM boards, so you know most of the CPUs are not going to hit those really high clocks, and that was kind of my cheap way to say, oh, this is way to run not higher clocks. Um, eventually, I went back to just basically because everybody was so aggro over the original Ryzen, you know, one thousand series, you got to have the memory up. Uh, I I think it makes <sighs> again this really does speak to. 99.9 percent of the time running xmp or expo is perfectly safe is the belief that we've all lived in we've hit this kind of weird speed bump where it isn't really safe right now but i think within 48 hours to this week it'll be we'll be back to 99.9 percent of the time it's perfectly safe so i would prefer to see a cpu that's you know five hundred dollars be run with memory that is appropriate for it rather than running you know the five dollar memory with no heat spreaders on it that people just don't buy people are paying premium for RAM they're paying premium for the RGB so I'd rather see it run up at higher clocks rather than just simply only JEDEC it would be nice again to be able to run you know 20 hours with a test with it at a different memory clock but that's sometimes just not in the cards
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, actually, do a lot of the prebuilts uh, do they do they configure it with XMP or Expo?
2: Uh, generally, that's part that's part of what I look at, and um, most do. Yeah, hmm. there was actually I, I I believe I remember one that changed this policy, but had a policy of not doing it because oh it's an overclock, and that can void your warranty. But eventually, they relented on that, and they were just like, okay, we'll just do it. So, yeah. um yeah it's, uh, it's and I, I think I mentioned this in our first video together which at CES where uh, because the company didn't do the XMP they didn't find out that the motherboard was flawed and that it was incapable of it it wasn't working so it is pretty important to at least be sure of that if someone's gonna if, if, if in any system integrator is selling anything with an, um, you know, an Arc Alchemist GPU they better have rebar on because that severely affects performance right so there's these little things that i i do need to look for the cool thing is when i find something like that and i'm like here's why this is important and this is still somewhat odd to me but companies have changed policies based on some of the things that i found that's why we can't ignore this industry it needs our scrutiny and our attention because sometimes we'll find things that they're like, oh, well, we'll fix that. Right. And that's great. A whole bunch more consumers are going to be better off for that. So, yeah, that's uh, that's it, those are definitely things to look out for, though.
0: Yeah, and especially, you know, because especially if it's a very high volume builder, not every builder is going to be the best, right? So they have to go through a checklist. Maybe, you know, we all get products where somebody was looking at their phone instead of concentrating their job. So I, I would... <laughs> It's it's actually a good thing to do, I think.
2: Yeah, And it, it is it is funny that there there is just sort of an assumption that the, oh that system wasn't tested and they did that company doesn't there in my i buy power tour video where I toured the the facility, I had someone comment that i buy power never tests or burns in their systems. I have a whole section walking through their massive burn in and testing area, like yeah. stress testing area. It's all it's, for, it's all, all for show, Bray. I, I gave. Oh, right. Fair enough. This is dirty rendered? Enough. <laughs> it, was, it was augmented reality yeah. i just wasn't yeah. I, th-
0: I think that's one thing a lot of people really don't get is if you have a business having people return your products or burn you down on twitter is not good so right. you try to avoid it as much as possible within the confines of your business model right so that's and sometimes people just say things the internet and it's not clearly so you're like yeah, no, no burn ins on their system so
2: people just can say stuff with like words yeah yeah that's weird uh go back to the <laughs> earlier part of the show um oh yeah no. yeah uh,
1: okay rapid fire some questions and we can get out of here uh tr233 i have a question when microchip factory in usa will be built when when will those factories be
0: in built our before?
2: in our lifetimes for sure probably
1: i would
0: think 2028 if we're lucky
2: (laughs) it takes time it takes time it takes and i mean yeah yeah yeah
1: um a friend of the show new tech uh here's an idea an integrated coffee machine maker inside of a pc can we see this
0: yeah but you'd have to configure the coffee machine to be part of yeah
1: would it would you be you got room in that tower
0: no, I'm just trying to think of like, could you use the heat of the CPU to make the coffee? No, I don't think it would work. No. And then coffee machines are really high wattage. They're like 1,000 watts. Even a drip oh, yeah. coffee maker is 1,000 to 1,200 watts. So um, I don't know how you could do it. Maybe like more than those Keurigs, you could do it. You can integrate like a, a Keurig a maker cup. into the I, case I, itself. So, like, I feel like it it's just asking
2: a trip a breaker, though. <laughs> I don't know. A cure probably has a lot of. Them.
1: Well, there you go, Gordon. There's another idea to, to build on stream. Yeah. For your, your yeah. next company, um, Andy Archer. Uh, are decent PC sound systems a thing of the
2: past? Nope. Speakers. Uh, speakers cards. Yeah. Uh, it's had, it's know. all bookshelf speakers now that you see in like big setups, things like that. You see really nice or studio speakers, studio monitors, basically. But yeah. yeah they
1: they they were asking about um like actual video monitors uh you know speakers built into monitors i don't see too many companies like well no i mean that was also part of the question uh but yeah i I don't see too many companies like trying to push like oh man our our monitor has high refresh rate and really nice speakers
2: honestly right right now you know who's doing that is uh mobius they're part of benq they're sort of in between zowie and benq zowie's all gaming all esports and benq is more focused on content creation and the the industry stuff Möbius is right in the middle and they actually have some pretty nice speakers on there. On the that, our on the monitor? Wow. Believe it's it not or not, that is all in one. That is old school. school. Yeah. Huh? It's not an all in one, it's just a monitor. Yeah, huh? but it has decent sound on there. Uh, I, I was I was as surprised as you are to hear it.
1: Hmm. Because uh, do, do you remember, uh, I, I don't remember, I think it was an HP all-in-one we got yeah, in years oh, ago. Yeah, great sound. Yeah, the sound on that was actually pretty, but that was an all-in-one, so
0: yeah. But they, yeah, That's they pretty. designed it to yeah. purposely have a lot of lot of sound, and it was really nice. I would say game bars are your probably the most modern way, because, you know, 99% of RGB blinged out machines, people are playing with headsets, but if you actually want speakers, it seems like game bars, like I like that creative one, so I love that RGB.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've been using the the, the V2 version there. What is that? Uh, K- the Katana remember. V2. Oh, yeah. the and, Katana. And then, I like. And then the we, Katana. we saw it at CES, uh, the newest Razer one. Yeah. I don't remember. The oh, yeah. The and that buttons, one's you
0: know. got really advanced features. <clears throat> like, it feels like PC based game bars are the way people are going rather than trying to. If you're already paying $800, I mean, headphones is not still really, the way. Yeah. yeah you know,
2: they, so. they understand yeah.
0: 99% of people are using yeah. headphones. So.
2: I haven't tried a game bar. I'd like to. i I'd, I'd like to try one of those. I, yeah, I mean, I just, it's yeah.
0: it replaced the old classic clips, you know, two point ones that are. I mean, they still make them actually, um, but and you
1: got to have room in front of your monitor. I yeah, mean, it's it's a size thing too. Yeah, um, I,
2: I used to have that old Logitech five point one. Oh, well, oh, the Z six nineties, five nineties, and six nineties. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they go for eight. big bucks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Daniel Clifton, uh, how much has the GPU shortage recovered? I mean, I'd say stock has recovered, right?
0: I would say the, mostly, yeah, inventory availability is recovered. Prices have not
1: recovered. I mean, prices have prices, recovered to a certain degree. I mean, they're not as bad as they were. So, well, it doesn't mean they're good. I would say they have. You're right.
0: Cause I mean, honestly, <laughs> the fact that you can get fort well, if you can get a 4090 for, I don't know, $1,600, which you can. If you if you were to rewind that into the thirty ninety days, that would have been like a three thousand dollar card because that's just the way it was. It was insane back then. So um. I I guess it to be fair they have recovered. I don't think they've full on recovered to the point where, you know, all <laughs> GPUs must go. So I, I yeah. NVIDIA is and AMD have been fairly resistant to lowering prices. It's possible they just can't because costs, but it's also possible that you know just it's still too messy cuz it's just way too much out there and hopefully things will be better in 2 uh, years if yeah. let's hopefully ai doesn't ruin everything so yeah
2: the the reality is nvidia has an obligation to their shareholders to 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 make them money My, and money, that's money why are. Yeah. Right. That's why they're like, oh, 4070s aren't really selling that many. Stop sending them out. We're going <laughs> to artificially control the supply. They have the right to do that and they have the obligation to make money for their shareholders. We don't have to be happy about it. I'm not right. And, yeah. and you have the right to vote with your wallet by something else. Has exactly. that been
0: Confirmed to. I kind of wonder if the 4070 has been actually confirmed I, or just simply. I
2: believe there was a comment in a. Or in an Earnings call, or something like that. I, I I don't don't quote me on that, but oh, okay. I think there was something about that. Quoted
0: by Berithorn. You know, sometimes <laughs> you get the, that ripple, and there. I've I have seen the headlines at the forty seventies they basically sort of like put a pause in some productions, but you know, again, none of that is external. For all we know, they said, you know what, we need to we need to pause this because we're going to do a spin or something. Who knows what's going on? We don't know. So, but I, I would. It, I never take anything as fact until I hear it on the record from somebody with official. So,
1: um, k- k- key Kiev, uh thoughts on mini LED monitors? Ready for prime time or just go LED? Gordon, God, I haven't. Have they actually introduced mini mini LED
0: panels yet? Didn't I, we see some at CES? I saw the first time we saw, but <laughs> I saw mini. We saw mini LED at the Nvidia. At comp, last time we are copy test. 2019 really yeah or before maybe even a year before but it was it's been a long 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 time it's supposed to be competitive with oled i would imagine that first gen is not going to be quite there so i i would probably want it to age a little bit although there might be some advantages it has
2: hmm. i mean the higher peak brightness right but then oled which is the weakness of oled right other than some burn-in issues but i mean yeah it's uh that's that's i think that's a wait and see yeah, I yeah. but it's gonna get there. It'll it'll be fun. Hopefully.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot it
0: was in laptops. The, uh, yeah, laptops. I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 We've seen them in <laughs> panel. We've seen them in laptops, but we I mean for desktop. But we saw it was a mini LED at Nvidia <laughs>
1: in 2019, right? <laughs> so, um, T Rev, uh, what's great about small form factor?
2: They're small. It is a form factor for sure.
1: They are very portable than a,
0: more portable than a full desktop. They are small.
2: Building them is a wow. lesson in patience, which is good. It's Wait, good for the Man, sword.
1: I, 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 th- I, thought, <laughs> I thought I was going to read this, and you're going to be like, nothing. Move no, on. Next question. Look,
0: I, I personally think they're a pain in the ass to build in. <laughs> they're, you obviously can't get them to the same performance levels. That's, not, that's just true uh, now, no, by the way. No,
1: no. Oh, yes, really? Don't worry. Come don't on, worry. I on. still have that video. Card. Oh, I
0: can buy any small 4 vector box and put the biggest 4090 in it? No, I can't, right? Nope. I just, look, there are... There are real negatives. There are positives. And that's just my job is to tell you that. And I'm going to tell you it's a pain in the ass to build in a small four factor versus a big ass tower. That's just simple
1: physics. Uh, So I'll add on to that uh, and say that before building a small four factor myself, which I think everyone should try before they comment on how easy or how hard it is lately, uh, is to uh, is that. These some of these newer ones are actually really damn easy to build in, uh, surprisingly surprisingly easy to build in. Yeah, Gordon's on. Uh, but also, I learned more about building PCs when building small form factors than I ever did did in towers because I was just like, eh, throw it in. I don't even need to care about cable management or anything. I just throw it in there. I don't even care about heat. Just yeah, just do it. So I had to learn about like organization, cable management, heat. Like, you know, and like downloading fan control and setting custom curves. So I learned, it forced me to learn to be a better PC builder. So like, I'm always going to see
2: that as a positive.
1: So, uh, so that's mine.
2: Kelt, Kelt there says, let us cut, uh, let us cut our knuckles for you. Yeah. And the frag box is obviously a, 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 kind of tiki. a good, yeah. yeah. The tiki and the frag box, right? Yeah. Both of those, but, but they are small yeah. and portable. Yes. Yes. Um, and you can fit a large 4090 in them. So hey, you were you brought that up. Uh Peter Burston, uh so
1: funny enough, uh I haven't done it, but one of the cases I have, sorry, this is back to the small form factor thing, you can't actually fit a forty ninety in a small form factor in a, a ten liter case. Uh so yeah. It it happens. Yeah, it uh, does happen. Yeah, it does You happen. can drive with your feet too. Yeah, it doesn't. Anyway, anyway, Peter Burstyn, uh, what, what are some good tools to stream building a computer for an audience thinking I might stream one for my friends? I thought this was, was kind of a fun one.
2: One invaluable tool, invaluable for this. A lazy Susan. 100%. You know, that little platform, it spins around, you put it on there, you can show different angles. You can reach it without having to walk around the table. Absolute must and pretty inexpensive.
0: Yeah, you know, I think Brett at UFD Tech uses one too. I sort to of got—I thought I saw him using it. So, wow, yeah, it's
2: it's very very helpful, especially Man. if you have like back problems, stuff like that. So that's that is really lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Susan. That wasn't me. That's true. I didn't invent it. It's true. It's true. Now. Um, other ones you probably want to have something like a top-down camera as well that is nice to have as other than your main one that is that is that's a good thing for when you're doing the motherboard stuff you don't have to have it standing up which is a circus act usually <laughs> but something some feel is necessary so good sound. yeah uh
1: so yeah well uh, yeah i was gonna say so uh, i don't know how much you know you're talking about but yeah i mean you need a computer obviously to to put it out obs is kind of it i mean it's free and very powerful you can configure it uh many different ways uh some sort of capture device to get your your camera in or you could use webcams you know it happens uh multiple mm-hmm. cameras is always nice yes to to have one on you and then one above um but then yeah a good audio is like the main thing because if if you could have all the amazing cameras and lightings and setup but if you can't hear what the person says, well and maybe it's an asmr yeah. stream i don't know maybe, yeah, maybe you, you don't want to get heard you know maybe you just want music playing in the background but if you want to get heard, great audio is is the way to go. Uh, and usually, you don't want to re- um, worry about or rely on like a, a webcam microphone or a, a DSLR micro, built in microphone or something like that. Right. Uh, yeah, you you can get pretty cheap um, lavalier mic solutions and, and things like that. So,
2: yeah if if a, if a stream looks great but sounds terrible, that, no that people don't want to watch that. But if it sounds great and looks just okay, you are usually ahead of the game. And I will say though. Sound and lighting, though lighting is still important, especially if you're trying to show the inside of a PC case. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. 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 I would put sound need, and lighting need to be able first. To see, see things. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, um,
1: okay. Uh, last last question, then we will get out of here. Uh, Mortius Maximus, Gordon, do you use air or AIO cooling on your personal rig, and why? Uh, it's
0: a CLC. Um, my main reason is, I just. I just think these gigantic air coolers get in the way of accessing RAM. Um, And one of the most common problems, because I've rolled machines forever, and one of the most common problems is one day the damn thing will not post. And, you know, honestly, moving RAM, reseating RAM is one of the most common problems you have to do. With the air cooler, that is a pain in the butt. So it's just a lot easier with the CLC installed. So that's generally the reason why I favor it you know, most people actually CLCs have frankly taken over. I mean, all, you know, actual air seems like a much, much smaller portion other than just stock cooler, but most people are running liquid because it's just way to go for most people. So I don't see why you wouldn't do it.
2: Agreed. Yeah. I, I do want to mention roving Cyclops is correct. There was a super chat that was uh Directed yep. it at me, and yep. didn't get addressed. Uh, yeah, no, to I, I was
1: getting. Yeah, uh, so okay. gave us five Canadian or no, five fifty Canadian dollars. Thank you so much. Wow. What does Braythorin think about pre-built companies offloading the build part on consumers, and for the same price as a pre-built like NZXT BLD? Uh, we did talk about that earlier, but if you if you want to hit it again,
2: I, I I don't think they're offloading it. It's actually a service. They're putting it all together. It's all it's all boxed up. It has instructions that they had to write out, illustrate, and print. Uh, or instructional videos, things like that. Uh, it's actually for the person who wants to just have the build experience and not the, because for some people, conf- conf- specking out their build and making sure it's all compatible is a stressful part. They take that part out of it. So to the, for, for them, for the consumer that that's right for, there's value there. It's the perfect solution. But if it's not for you, then you won't see the value in it.
1: Well, and also uh, years ago, uh, we did do a live build. Elena led the live build of one of those BLD kits, uh, and kind of went through showing, and we showed the instructions and all that stuff. So, if you want to, if you want to see that example, uh, do it. Uh, we're, we're in talks with Corsair to to do one of their systems as well. So, <clears throat> so hopefully we'll we'll see that soon. Um, but yeah, but we we got a, a couple other questions. But uh, I'm sorry, yeah, we're we're running short on time. Uh, we've we've already. Blew past <laughs> what I, I expected us to do, but we're having a good time, you know, uh sitting here with Bray. I'm, I'm I'm so so glad to have you on, man. It was it's been a been a good time.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me. I, this is uh this was a pretty surreal experience for me, and I I really enjoyed it. So thank you very much. Yeah, always oh, well, fun. Oh, and it was and
1: fun. Uh, you know we'll uh we'll have to do some videos soon too. uh You know. Okay. Some, yeah. Yeah. Well, stay forward to that. <laughs> Look forward to that.
0: All right, I'm gonna take us out. Get us out of here, Gordon. Check back next week for your fix of PC talk on the full nerd. For audio listeners, subcri- subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. And, every- and please leave a review if you're on one of the services. Every time you do, someone will use the word bespoke in a way it's not intended to be used. Mm-hmm. Send questions and comments at the bespoke. full nerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Young with Laney Yee. Bye. And spoke with Thorn, you later, <laughs> which, by the way, uh, you can catch on Braythorne, basically B-R-A-E, Thorn, Thorn, on YouTube. Go over there, like and subscribe. Check out those cool videos on uh, basically covering the SI industry the way it should be covered. Nice. Yeah. Uh, thank you. And Adam Patrick to hit that switch.
1: Uh, also, we we did get two uh, reviews in. Thank you so much. Uh, one of them gave us five stars. One of them gave us four stars. You know oh. that's okay. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Hey, that, that's we okay. did have to ask, We should read it. What do they? Well, I but, want to read the two star one. What's it say? Uh, we don't have. We didn't get two stars. It was four no. stars. Uh, the, the the headline says mustache question mark no comma a top notch tech show. Uh, listener since a long time, always enjoyed uh, chats and reviews on recent tech news and releases. This was a uh, Kurt VBD or uh, oh decibel, Kurt V decibel. Uh, thank you, Kurt. And the other, the five star one was from uh, Coffee. Oh, friend of the show, Coffee. Yes. Oh, this is one we talked about last week. Five stars. The secret of the full nerd success is the synergy and camaraderie ship of its four hosts. If you are a nerd, this show will cheer you up every time. oh I, thank you. I, it's it's a good time hanging out here. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the for the reviews. Uh and I'm gonna take us out of here. I forgot to hit get ready for, to hit the button and I'm gonna do it now. Bye. Thanks everyone. Bye.